Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... fake radio show joining me as always is new larry kevin jank let's buzz mike dell let's buzz yeah this movie is kind of light on the quotes yeah not a lot to choose from also joining us is my personal attorney spiritual advisor tuffy these are killer corn dogs (laughs) all right as good as we can do i could pass that one up I wonder if they're uh, Illinois Fair corn dogs. They're that good. It might be kangaroo meat. All right. Well, I just woke up from a nap, so I'm very tired. But what we're going to do today on uh, this Big Fake Radio Show, we'll be discussing Slumber Party 2. No, no, no. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Completely different movie. Yeah. Slumber Party 2. Probably would have been more boobs than just Slumber Party 2. Yeah, I got some de- I got some uh details about that. <laughs> we get into it. Yeah. But, uh, There's a Playboy playmate in this who yeah. get naked. Yeah. <laughs> she is smoking hot too. And we've actually uh. watched the movie with her before and uh until I reveal that answer, see if you guys can figure out what movie she was in that we watched before. But uh yeah, Slumber Party Massacre two. We would discuss that. Uh then we have a uh a big uh, wrestling pay per view uh, tomorrow. I, I'm I'm weird. I'm always confused about the pay. They're on Saturdays now, Tuffy. Is that what's happening? Yeah, always that's what it Saturdays? seems like. Because uh, I think uh, Crown Jewel is going to be on a Saturday too, and that'll be on like noon. Huh. Interesting. That like, makes more sense. Because that's what all those usually have been. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jack. Like I, all, over the years, I'm always like, why do they do these on Sunday night? That's just yeah. a terrible <laughs> night to do pay per view. Because, like, you know, you got to work the next day. Like, you can't go out and have fun or whatever. So then I, I think they changed it a little bit when Vince was still in. Because I remember them doing a couple yeah. Saturdays. But I now like, uh, this year was kind of when they started doing it regular. Yeah. I, I don't know. Rumble was on a Saturday this year. I think they did it because of, like, travel and stuff, like, right, because they got Raw, so they would just do, do the pay-per-view in the same show, or the same city, usually, as the Raw then, so that every, everyone could just yeah. say, I mean, I don't know, I guess. It's SmackDown on a Friday, so it might as well, you know. Yeah, so now you're getting two that way, right? So, yeah. yeah. SmackDown used to be on Tuesday for a while there, then they moved it to Friday, so yeah. All right, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, also, we heard right before the show that Jank has an amazing top 11 list for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, my finest work. <laughs> he put in, a lot, put in a lot of work and effort into this. But really, let's get to the big news, right? Well, all right. 
we should mention that I also did a radio show with uh, Sean Leahy yesterday. And because um, the big news I was going to tell you at first was uh, I think I beat the ground bees. I think I finally. Oh, yeah, that is in the league. <laughs> yeah, I went out last uh, <laughs> last Friday night, I think, after the show. And uh, I think it was, I went out Friday. I don't even remember. What it was. But I squirted more of that uh, that dust in the because uh, if you've been following the uh, adventures here on the show, I've had a uh, hive of ground bees in my front yard, and uh, they had quite the operation running for a long time. Lots of bees. Most bees I've ever seen in my life. Just going in and out of that hole, flying in and out, like nonstop. So I've tried all kinds of things to kill them. Uh, it, first, we started out with cinnamon, the natural remedy. That did nothing. Then I was spraying with stuff. That did nothing. Then I did some of this. Uh, you spray this dust in there. It's supposed to take care of them. That didn't do anything. But I think the reason that didn't do anything is it rained then. It wasn't supposed to rain. So then this week, I sprayed more of that dust in there. Not a single bee all week. So it looks like we finally won. It's probably just because it's colder out now and they're just sleeping down there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say. I <laughs> uh... So I don't know if I won or maybe Winter won, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know, but I think we're done with the piece. Yeah, so. Just pour some concrete down that hole. Make sure they can. Yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, one of the solutions is to uh, pour vinegar down the hole. Because vinegar like burns them alive or something. Well, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just suffocate them slowly in the hole. What? <laughs> I'd rather yeah. slowly give them cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares if the bees get burned alive? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sap like that. But uh, there's a, then uh, one of our uh, uh, chums. Uh, he poured uh, paint down the hole. He said that's how he got rid of them. He poured paint. <laughs> I don't know. But then what if the bees are flying out covered in paint like they dot up everything on your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a polka dotted car. <laughs> yeah, that would stink. So anyway, Godspeed, bees. Maybe uh, maybe next year, buddy. But I think we're <laughs> done with that. Uh, but yeah, the other the other news was uh, we were going to have Sean Leahy on this uh, here show to do our NHL season preview. And I feel bad having hockey guests on this show. Because you two guys don't even like hockey. You don't care about hockey. And then like uh, hockey. you hate hockey. You, you, every time I, uh, we have a hockey guest on, you cry. So I don't want to bring a hockey guest. <laughs> See, it's one thing when Larry was doing the show, because uh, when Larry started the show, he signed up to do a hockey show. So he understood what was involved. Where you guys, you know, when you came around, it was no longer a hockey show. So, you know, it's just a bunch of grab ass and uh, monkey shines and shit. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I like that. I like the grab ass and the monkey shines. I don't like the hockey. But so when I bring a hockey guest on, I feel bad that you guys have to suffer through it. Well, it was so always part of the package. Like every, you know, yeah. once every six months, there's going to be some hockey talk. <laughs> you got to sit there and take your medicine. <laughs> I, I just feel bad about it. So I told Leahy, I'm like, well, you know, we don't even really have to do it Friday night if you want. We could record it any time. You want so he's like ah so we just decided to do it Thursday afternoon and because uh, that's Sean Lay he's he's just uh, golfing all the time now that's that's what he does now he's just like a retired guy it seems he's just he hasn't wow. found a new gig he's yet like six times this summer it's not that much uh wait wait what was that Tuffy I thought he said he's played like six times this summer that is not like a ton uh, he's 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 like Lee Trevino that's the first golfer I thought of. Why? Why wouldn't it be yeah. uh, Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas, Lee Trevino? What the fuck? How do I think? Of Lee 
don't know. If you Adam Sandler. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, so we recorded it yesterday afternoon, and uh, the original idea was we would just do a normal, like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour thing, and then I would edit it into this show. So it would all be part of the one show. And uh, but then we started yapping about hockey. He had nothing to do, so uh, we just we talked for like two hours about hockey. So yeah, it's a NHL season preview that goes for two hours. Yeah. So why don't we just recap here tonight? Yeah. Why don't we just recap? You know, let's just go over it again. Let's get your thoughts on the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jank. What do you think? How do you think the Columbus <laughs> Blue Jackets are going to do? Uh, I say nay. But then, then Tuffy, right, right before the show, though, Tuffy, you made a little reference that you like actually watch the, you listen to the episode. Yeah, that is crazy. Why would you listen to two hours of hockey talk? Uh, I don't know. What else am I going to do with my life? <laughs> All right. Well, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank. I you. will listen to it. I just didn't know that you had posted it already. I thought it was going to go at the beginning of this episode. So. Yeah, we were going to just put it, in, but when if we got that long, I'm like, well, you know, we can't post. Four five hour LCS show that'd be crazy. So, <laughs> so ran it separately. But yeah, our but, thanks uh, to Sean Leahy. The uh, the Patrick Kane jokes. You know, he's a stand up fella. You beat him <laughs> one cat and uh, <laughs> never forgot. Patrick Kane. So uh, anyway, uh, that's the hockey preview. Go check that out. The NHL actually started today. The uh, they're playing in Prague. The uh, oh. Nashville. Predators, uh, the Ed's favorite team, the Predators, they beat the San Jose Sharks four to one in Prague, and I, I think they'll probably play one other game, and then um, the rest of the NHL season won't start until next week. So I was very confused about these European games. I had no idea. Yeah, is that new? No, nah, they've been doing it for a while. I, I think they they weren't doing it the last couple of years because of the COVIDs, mm. but. Uh, yeah, they had been doing it for a while. So they usually play in like uh, either the uh, the Czech Republic or Sweden's a big one. Sometimes Finland, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, hey, fantasy football, I lost again. Hey, yeah. hey, I don't know about the you should be cheering, man. <laughs> but uh, our buddy Aaron C. Thompson, his team crushed me, and because remember last week on the show. I said, uh, who should I start the Ed? I asked the Ed this. I said, should I start Jared Goff, even though his best wide receiver and his best running back are out, and he's got some other injuries on offense? Or should I go with uh, Marcus Mariota against <laughs> against the Cleveland Browns? Because the Browns were out. They didn't have uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Javion Clowney. All their defensive guys are injured. So this should be an easy game for uh, Marcus Mariota. And the Ed said, no, you go with Jared Goff because the Lions will at least score points. Yeah, they'll be fine, even though everyone on their offense is injured. And uh, I said, all right, the Ed. So then after the show, I, I checked the uh, football news, and more de- Detroit wide receivers were injured. Like, DJ Chark wasn't there either. So I'm like, well, they got nobody. And I looked at all the fantasy. Well, they had- yeah, they had plenty. And then I looked at all the fantasy uh, football advice from these experts, and they're all like, yeah, bench Jared Goff. Go with Marcus Mariota. I'm like, oh fuck! All right. So Is that a uh, question I went, on people's minds. It was actually it was, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, so I uh, decided to do that because when Sunday morning when I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it fun because I had started a different quarterback every week, and I had started golf in week three and lost. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just make it fun. I'll, maybe I'll start a different quarterback all season. 
We'll see how that goes. So I, I said, I'm just going to make it fun. I picked up Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota completed seven passes. <laughs> now, that may, you may, that may sound bad to you, uh, but here's the thing. I look back, and of the four weeks, I think three of my quarterbacks completed uh, less than ten passes in a game. That's like what is happening with my face? <laughs> like through the all four weeks of the season so far, my quarterbacks have combined for like thirty-two points. That's not good. Yeah, because I, I don't know what Jared Goff did, but I think the Lions scored like forty-three points or something. Yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared Goff threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns. So yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best decision I ever made. <laughs> but uh, but the good news is I still would have lost, <laughs> so it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, right. <laughs> Sleep a little well, better at night. Yeah, well, the We're original plan. Today. Although the original plan was I was going to uh, pick up the the one healthy Detroit wide receiver Josh Reynolds and play him and Goff, hoping that I'd get that combo working. Uh, but when I didn't decided not to start Goff, I'm like, well, I'm not going to pick up Reynolds either. They did connect on a touchdown. So had I started both of them, I probably would have won. But just starting Goff over Mariota, I still would have lost because Aaron C. Thompson fucking crushed me. So it didn't really yeah. Happen. I mean, it could just be a rebuilding year for Cham. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> but here's what I wanted to say is that uh, this fantasy – Tuppy, I've been out of the fantasy football loop here for like three years or so, you know, four years. Yeah. And I haven't listened to anything. And uh, so it, I, I got back into the fantasy football landscape. There are like a million podcasts that just focus on fantasy football, and they're all the same thing, like three idiots just sitting around talking. And then I was like, well, who would do a show about three idiots? Just sitting, Oh, that's what we do every week. I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. have three, three idiots sitting around talking. Yep. But they have, like, uh, all these shows and uh, all these experts are all fucking idiots. Because this is what I forgot yeah. my time away, that fantasy football, let, let me uh, remind everybody, you can't be an expert in fantasy football. Because it's, no. it's it's just fucking anything can happen. Yeah, it's just complete crapshoot. But they all use these stats like, oh, I got these stats and the, the, this percentage of snaps and target rate and all this other bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's completely meaningless. It's all nonsense. And uh, fantasy football is uh, one luck and two luck. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. just do anything. No one has I mean, any I've idea what's going to fucking happen. You know, talking about it for a living, say that, yeah, you should probably stop doing so much prep because it's yeah. really just all not. <laughs> yeah, you can have the best team in the world, and uh, it's not – you play a week and you play someone who, uh, whose team is crazy hot and they win, or your guys get injured like it's happened to me every fucking week, <laughs> and then you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of lost track of that, you know, those first four weeks, but now I'm back. You know, that was like my preseason. That's how I'm looking at it. I have you my four weeks of preseason. I don't know if that's just luck. <laughs> <laughs> he was projected by Yahoo to have like 19 points, and he had four. <laughs> so, and anyway. <laughs> um, but you need to be an expert to know that Marcus Mariota is not going to score a lot of points. <laughs> but every week, but that's the thing, though. Every week, uh, the first three weeks, he was like 15, 16, 15. So I'm like, that's all I need is like 15 or 16 points. I'm fine with that. And uh, and then this week, four. I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not good at all. Four points. Uh, well, Dak Prescott should be back in a couple weeks. So this week, Tuffy, I picked up Geno Smith. I'm going to roll Geno Smith. 
He's still in the NFL? <laughs> Not only is he in the NFL, he's the number ranked, number one ranked quarterback by pro football focus and like, uh, um, all those other QB stats and ratings and everything. He, he's, he's completing at a 70% uh, completion percentage. And, uh, he was like NFC, uh, player of the week last week. Everything. Geno Smith is having a hell of a year for Seattle. So. I mean, I feel uh, like I remember him playing at West Virginia 25 years ago. That, that seems about correct. Yeah. But he's still playing. And, uh, he was not good when he came to the NFL. No, but he's, he's doing really well this year for, uh, Seattle. And they play at New Orleans. New Orleans is just coming back from London. How's that, Tuffy? They play, they play in London, and then they got to fly back, and they play uh, no bye weeks or anything. They just got to. Well, they got like a in. whole week. They're not taking a transatlantic transatlantic <laughs> cruise. Well, yeah, a cruise. Like so the you think you said cruise day. They're taking a transatlantic flight, but um, I I don't know. It just seems in the old days there teams would always have buys, but I guess now they let the team decide whether they want to buy or not, and uh, most of them are saying no. We don't want the buy after the London game, so. Yeah. Thursday night. That would be terrible. Yeah, all the Thursday night games are terrible. Uh, Tuffy, did you watch last night's game? I've not watched a non-Bears game in I don't know how long. <laughs> well, you should have watched this one because it would have been just like watching the Bears. Yeah, I saw it was like twelve to nine or twelve to six. Twelve yeah. nine. Yeah, and it and it wasn't great defense. It was just terrible, terrible offense. It was, and that was an overtime watch. twelve to nine. Yeah. Yeah, it got exciting at the end. Because, hey, stop me if you heard this, though, Tuffy. Right at the end of the game, and late in the fourth quarter, Denver and Russell Wilson near the down there in the red zone. And now all they had to do was just run the ball. But instead, he decided to throw it, and it got intercepted. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> Russell Wilson throw it? Yeah, I think I've heard of that once before. <laughs> yeah, so it happened again. And uh, so then Matt Ryan, who's looked terrible all game, he uh, led the Colts down to get the tying field goal. And then the Colts got the ball in overtime, kicked the field goal. And then uh, Denver got the ball, you know, and they drove down. And they had first and goal from, like, the five. And uh, then they pissed it away. And they, they went for it on fourth down, and Russell Wilson did a terrible thing. And, yeah, they lost. So Yeah, it got exciting at the end, but the game was terrible. Yeah, the game was fucking terrible. The Bears are on next Thursday, I want to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> everyone's excited. <laughs> the Bears play Washington next Thursday. Two other atrocious teams. <laughs> teams. So Amazon's really getting their money's worth with uh, Thursday Night Football. Yeah. But, hey, this this week uh, in fantasy football, I play the Ed. So oh. The, the Ed and I are both. this time. <laughs> well, we're both one in three. Uh, we're at the, I'm, I'm last place. I, I'm last place overall. I'm the worst team in the league. So. You can start a roster full of active players. Yeah, that's the thing. This will be his first week starting active players, probably, because I'm the idiot that told him to win. I could have benefited from it this week, but no. <laughs> well, Tuffy, I'm trying to hang in because I got DeAndre Hopkins coming off suspension in week six. So the plan all along was just to, like, tread water, and then I'll have Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin. My, my team, banana. Yeah, he got suspended there uh, for uh, using performance-enhancing drugs. So, uh, so I... I think when I get Prescott back and Hopkins. What's that? Isn't DeAndre Hopkins old at this point? I feel like he's been around for a while. Uh, But he's still really good. He's still really good. Okay. So um, we'll we'll hopefully that'll be the thing that, you know. And I also picked up that I have that Washington running back. He got shot in the ass when he was uh, 
Remember guys tried to steal his car and he got shot? I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah, Brian Robinson. He's like a rookie running back. He was, he was going to be the Washington's number one running back out of uh, training camp there. And then uh, right before the season started, some guys tried to carjack him, and they shot him uh, twice in the leg and the ass, I think. And uh, huh. so he's been on injured reserve all year. But I, I picked him up a few weeks back, and uh, so I've been waiting because my running backs stink. So I'm waiting for him. So hopefully he can uh, come in. And also David Montgomery, uh, your beloved Chicago Bear, he should be healthy this week, I'm hearing. So, or at least playing yeah. this week. So. I mean, he's still playing for the Bears, so it's not going to be. Yeah, but he's good, though. But my running backs are really hurting, so I need all the help I can get. So, we'll see so you're banking on a guy that got shot two <laughs> times in his leg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and another right. injured guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got, Jank. That's all I got. Pinning my hopes on those guys. That's going to be the turnaround, I promise. Wait, wait, what's going to be the turnaround? Your fantasy hockey team. Yeah, the fantasy hockey team uh, looks pretty good. Uh, All I mean, Penguins. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got the Penguins top two lines. Now, that may sound crazy to you, but uh, they're very yeah, good lines. But they're very good lines. I mean, but, you got, you got Kid Crosby and Brian Russ, Jake Gensel, Ricky Raquel, and Evgeny Malkin. That's pretty good. So, uh, so if the Penguins have like a bad week or two, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm completely fucked. Yeah. But if they have one of them big games, you know, where they light it up, oh, I'm getting all the points. So you don't worry about that. Yeah. Beast or fam? Yeah, but you know, you got Crosby and Malkin on the same team. That's pretty good. Pretty. And also got Austin Matthews. You ever hear of him? Yeah, he's good. Austin Matthews. So. Johnny Hockey. Hey, don't you worry about my fantasy hockey team, Tuffy. <laughs> I know, uh, let's let's save our concern for Cham. That that's that's where our thoughts and prayers need to go. I think Cham might like, be a lost cause for the year. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm just focus. making it fun. Just making it fun. It's no big deal. I'll get to uh, I'll I'll get back to three and three, and then I'll go on a run. Yeah, that's the way it will. Like Dell, I would I would not put the shine box away. I would keep it at the. <laughs> No, 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 no. We'll be all right. We're just making it fun. Because I don't. You don't have to finish first. You know, top six teams make the playoffs. I'm only one game out of the playoff spot. You know, so it's all right. Not a big deal. What's the uh, the name of your hockey team if it's not Champ? Uh the, the Quebec Nordiques. I just named it. Yeah, my fantasy hockey team. It's a dynasty keeper league, so you keep guys uh, every year, and uh, you keep 26 players each year. We've been doing it for, or I don't know, eight, nine years or something like that. So we've had the same team for a while. But uh, I traded for Kid Crosby. I traded my buddy Matthew for Kid Crosby right before the season, so I'm very excited. But uh, anyway, uh, all right, that's the update on all that stuff. Let, let's, let's get to the important things here. Slumber Party Massacre 2. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. We watched Slumber Party Massacre one uh, like last year maybe, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. I, I liked yeah. it. Solid slasher, yeah. not the best, but certainly you know entertaining. And I think if you recall, it was uh, written and directed by a lady, right? And then uh, yeah. she, she, I don't know if it was right? <laughs> Wait, what was that, Jen? She one of those ones that got mad later on, like that they put in a bunch yeah. of nudity. Yeah, I think she did get mad that they did because uh, 
was Roger Corman involved? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because he's the producer of this film as well. But uh, if you recall, that movie, the writer was actually like this feminist lady in, at the time, and, and she kind of made it like a feminist tale of the killer was a man with a big drill bit. Remember that? And yeah. Yeah. Around, drilling people. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it, was, cut. it was pretty entertaining, though. Uh, I can't remember. Was Were there any like really good looking ladies in it? I, I can't remember. I think they were all attractive, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, the main girl pretty good looking. I think I remember, Ricky Stevens was in there who we're not a fan of that much. Yeah, she she got murdered in like the school there. She went back to get her books and then the yeah. guy like drilled her through the wall. I remember that. All <laughs> right, so that's that's Slumber Party Massacre 1. So Slumber Party Massacre 2 is uh it, it's kind of a, a sequel to that because the same the main character in this film is is played by Crystal Bernard. You guys uh know who Crystal Bernard is? Are you familiar with her work? No. I recognize her from this movie, but that's about it. <laughs> really? Holy fuck. Yeah. All right. Uh, Crystal Bernard. I grew up with Crystal Bernard. Uh, she was, uh, we went to the same school. No. Uh, she was on Happy Days. <laughs> I, I think her name was, uh, CJ, uh, on that or something. But, uh, Cunningham. She came in in the final season of Happy Days after Richie had long gone and then Joni left for college. They needed a young uh, girl on the show. So she came in as oh, Howard's no. niece. And uh, she was Howard's niece from Texas. Wow. Yes, the only happy days in really the syndication. I don't think they were replaying the last season very much. Yeah, they yeah. usually don't because there's last season. I don't point that. <laughs> this is like when Ted McGinley was on, you know, and uh, all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's her from there. And then after Happy Days, she was on a show called It's a Living. Now, have you ever heard of this show? It's no. a Living. Okay, so. I, when I was a kid, I always watched my mom watched it, so I loved this show. But uh, it was uh, it started out as a, a sitcom about some waitresses working in a fancy uh, restaurant at the top of a building there. And uh, but it's kind of like a taxi situation where people trying to you know uh, get through life working at a job they hate, but they have other aspects. One of them deals, and like it got famous because Ann Jillian was on it. God lord. <laughs> And Jillian is smoking hot. Uh, she was from Mr. Mom. Do you remember Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton? Oh, yeah. She was the foxy neighbor with the big boobs that he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Jillian. So she she became like the sex symbol and stuff in the early 80s because of this. Uh, but the show never got good ratings. So uh, it only lasted two years on like cable, and then it got canceled. But it got picked up in syndication. It, it was a weird time in TV. So syndication, sometimes they would run uh, new episodes. Because nowadays you think syndication, well, like a show's been on for years, and then they go to syndication and they just run the reruns. Back then, they would have a new original programming. So uh, some syndicated network took on its a living, and they revamped it, and Crystal Bernard came in as one of the ladies working in the restaurant. And Jillian had to leave. Sadly, she had breast cancer. At 35, she got breast cancer. And uh, she, like, quit doing the show. That, And then uh, that was on for, like, six years. So... That's why I knew Crystal Bernard. And then after that, she got on a TV show called Wings. You ever hear of it? Wings? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was a regular on there for eight years. I can't believe you fellas never know who Crystal Bernard is. I, <laughs> I never really watched Wings either. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wings, is, Wings isn't any good. But uh, Crystal Bernard is always great. 
Um, also, Wings was the starting point for Sandman, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> oh, okay. Spider Spider-Man 3. Sure. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So he, got, he got famous, of course, for Sideways. Remember that? Called GMI. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's that's Crystal Bernard. Uh, but anyway, she plays the young sister who is in Slumber Party Massacre One, uh, yeah. the older sister Valerie, and because there's like a young girl always tagging along, right? If I remember that properly, like at the end there, she was yeah, the sister along. was always. I remember the sister being real horny and always looking at Playgirl yeah. man. Oh yeah, up. she went upstairs and was looking at the Playgirl, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So this movie, Christopher Bernard, is supposedly that little sister, and then her older sister, Valerie, who also survived the first massacre, she's now in an insane asylum. She lost her yeah. mind because of all this. <laughs> and and Crystal Bernard is uh, trying to get on with her life as a, an adult. And she also has some friends. Uh, this movie's from 1987, we should mention, I guess. And it's also written and directed by a lady, but it's a different lady than the first one. This writer director, his name is Deborah Brock. Hey, no relation to Eddie Brock. <laughs> We're covering all the Spider-Man three today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it, it was produced by Roger Corman. And <clears throat> when I was trying to pick a movie, obviously the Slumber Party Massacre connections there, so uh, that's a given. But I also saw it's an hour and fifteen minutes, yeah, and I'm fun. like, this will be great. <laughs> this will fly right by. You sure? It did not. It did not fly right <laughs> No. This was... this lady had a very different vision for the uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. No. This, this vision is terrible. But <laughs> the only thing worse than the vision was the pacing. Good Lord. Can, it, yeah. can we pick it up a little bit? Man. <laughs> I, again, it's one of those moments where you look, you, look, uh, you tap the screen to see how much time you have left. Uh, Wait, I still have 45 minutes of an hour and 15 minutes. What the fuck? How long? It seems so yeah, they fucking pretty slow. Much all the kills into the last 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like the killer doesn't show up until uh, the 53 minute mark or something like that. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, It'd be one thing if the first, you know, hour was full of boobs, but that. No, uh, <laughs> no not at all. Not full of boobs at all. All right, well, let's talk about some of the other people in this cast besides Crystal Bernard. All right, so the big star of the show here is uh, Kimberly MacArthur. She plays Amy. She's like the uh, the friend of Crystal Bernard at the beginning. Who they're driving in the car and they're singing that little song together. Um, that's Crystal or uh, Kimberly MacArthur. She was the Playboy Playmate from like 1982, and she is smoking hot. And if you're into scholarly research, there's a lot of it out there for her. <laughs> So oh, I would, there's someone that would have been in here. I would highly recommend. She is amazing. And uh, she was in Malibu Express. Huh. Oh, of course. So she's a playmate. That would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> she it, was it in makes here. sense. An Andy Serious <laughs> film. But do you remember uh, uh, who was the who was the Abilene in that? Shane Abilene? Was it Shane or who was the Abilene? Uh, was that the one or the second one? It was the first one. one. I think that's Shane, or is that Cody? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's Cody, maybe. And then Shane's yeah. the one who's been in all the other ones. But anyway, Cody, he was the best Abilene. This guy was great. Yeah, you know, yeah. Remember this guy? I miss him. Yeah, so he lived on a boat 
Remember? And then, like, there, there's, like, a uh, – wasn't there a cardboard cutout that said Malibu Express, and he walked through that to get to his boat? Remember that? Yeah, it was, like, a, a cutout of a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, do you remember there's always two smoking hot girls who are on his boat? They would just... – Yeah, in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They showered together and everything. She was one of the girls in the shower. She was the lighter-haired oh, okay. girl in the shower. Yeah. Good She's her. She is fucking incredible. So uh, we <laughs> – God bless you, Kimberly MacArthur. And uh, so I thought, oh, this will be great. Kimberly MacArthur's in this. She, she's clearly going to get naked. Nope, nope. Because she's, yeah. she told the uh, the producers and the directors that she refused to get naked because in her three previous films, she had gotten naked. And I guess <laughs> she, she wanted to be taken seriously as an actress at this point. She was also in Easy Money with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Do you remember that movie, Easy Money? I never saw it, but I, I remember there's just a scene of her lying uh, sunbathing uh, nude. Like, I think she was the next door neighbor or something. Because for those who have never saw Easy Money, well, didn't he have to, like, be, like, uh, uh, in order to inherit money from his mother-in-law or something, he had to, like, quit drinking, gambling, boozing, and chasing, you know, women or something like that. Like, so he, I, think, I think that was the premise. So his next door neighbor was smoking hot young girl who was sunbathing naked and whatnot. But anyway... Uh, that's Kimberly McCarthy. She wants to be taken seriously as an actress. Why is she doing this movie? <laughs> yeah, she thought she thought this would really <laughs> shape her career. Uh, she really didn't do much after this either. And then um, she just disappeared. Like no one has really heard from her since like 1990 or something. I don't know. But uh, she was something special. Uh, also, the uh, other actresses we have: uh, Juliet Cummins plays Sheila, who is like the band's lead <laughs> yeah. singer. Yeah, and she does, well, she deserves extra credit here because she's the only one who got naked in this movie. Yep, <laughs> that'll earn you a lot of points in my book. And you know, probably could have, you know, whatever. But she I got enjoyed naked. it. Yeah, sorry. It pretty not exactly Andy Sedaris levels of nudity for Tony. <laughs> no. not, not, not Playboy Playmate uh, level of nudity here, you know. But it's all right, whatever. Uh, he- Heidi Kozak was the drummer. And she also refused to get naked. But uh, I mean, then in her next this movie, what, what was that, Tuffy? Who was the casting director? Yeah, exactly my point. You're going to be she wasn't a good Lord actress Lord. or very good looking either. So. Uh, oh, that's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, but if you say, uh, "Hey, I'm going to be in a movie slumber party master," but I refuse to get naked. All right, well then we'll cast <laughs> yeah. somebody else. Yeah, next. where's Michelle Bauer's number? Yeah. Exactly. God bless Michelle Bauer. <laughs> so this uh, Heidi uh, Kozak, though, in her next movie, she was in uh, Friday the 13th, whatever the fuck was the next Friday yeah. the 13th after this. Uh, it came out in ni- 1989, maybe, the next one or something. I think that was the one she was in. But uh, oh. she got naked in that one, completely naked. Because <laughs> there, there's a scene where they, she goes, like, skinny dipping with her boyfriend. So she gets completely naked, head to toe naked, jumps in. And then Jason comes out of the lake and, like, murders her in the lake. Yeah. You remember that scene at all? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they did that in, like, every movie. (laughs) I've never watched it. That was was a frequent occurrence. It's always set around a lake, so, yeah, you got to figure this always. (laughs) I I think this Juliet Cummins, uh, Sheila, the lead singer, I think she was also in a Friday the 13th. Yeah, she was in five. I recognize her. I think the other one might be seven. That's because I was right. watching Seven the other day, and I saw there was a skinny to being seen, so maybe that was her. Also, this Heidi Kozak, who was the drummer, uh, in the movie, she's wearing jean shorts a lot, 
And she said she noticed that in the filming, every day she had put on these jean shorts. And uh, she thought they kept getting short, like smaller and smaller. And here, <laughs> the cat, the, uh, the the costume person or whatever, every day they would, like, pull some strings around the hem to make them shorter and shorter. And so she, she caught them, though, and then she put on a different pair of jeans. So this movie stinks <laughs> is what we're getting at. This whole movie yeah. just <laughs> like, like a, a bunch of puritans are from the head. <laughs> God lord! Yeah, the so last not... one had a lot more nudity. For sure. Yeah. This is not what I'm looking for in a slumber party massacre. Need uh, more Instead, nudity. they have a scene where they're all having like a pillow fight, and one of them gets, decides to get topless, but the others don't. It's like, yeah. well, that one just looks like a weirdo. <laughs> The yeah, they can call her weird. Because I guess they set it up that they're uh, they're at the condo of her uh, – all right, we're jumping ahead. But they're at the condo. Her dad just bought a new condo. So these four girls, they're in a band together. And we'll get Jenk's take on their band later. But uh, they go up there to this condo to uh, to party for the weekend, and they're going to invite their boyfriends up. And uh, But when they get there, they find uh, that there's an inflatable sex doll in one of the beds. And she's like, oh, yeah, that must be my pervert brother. So and, and then like everyone just keeps saying that her family's a bunch of perverts, so that's why she gets topless then when they're having a the pillow fight. She's like, "Yeah, I'll take my tits up." That's what we do in my family. <laughs> <laughs> we call uh, that Sunday. have loud sex, so you know she might just yeah. be a bit exhibitionist. Yeah, she's a she's a performer, natural performer. Is uh, is Sheila? Yeah, they also have another girl here listed, Valerie, Cindy oh, Elbacher. Yeah. Who was uh, that? That's the big twist the ending of the. Uh, oh, the older sister. oh, okay, the older sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking, yeah, I don't remember another girl in this. Uh, all right, now we have uh, the boyfriends or or uh, sure as hell a bunch of assholes, right? These boyfriends. Um, <laughs> uh, TJ especially. Fuck that. Yeah, guy. yeah. Joel Hoffman <laughs> plays TJ. This fucking guy. What a creep he is. <laughs> and uh, not stand that guy. And uh, Scott Westmoreland plays Jeff. He's very good. And uh, <laughs> you know, there's somebody else who cares. All right, but the killer. Now, uh, this, ki- this killer is, uh, his real name is. Yeah, a, it's a, a little sweet from the Dr. Pepper commercials. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not. It's not. Yeah, this killer's like a rock and roll guy with a guitar with a giant drill bit on it. Uh, and his guitar is all like demon fiery. It's a cool guitar. Yeah, it's yeah. like a nice guitar. Yeah. Got a bunch of cool, like, spikes, unlike any, like, guitar you've ever seen before. Just, like, weird little points. Yeah, he's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay as well. He looks like uh, he's got the sunglasses and he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, he, the actor here is Atonis Illich. That's his name. Atonis Illich. Any guesses who his family is? Tuffy. Uh, the owners of the Detroit Tigers and Red Wings? Well, yeah, but um, more uh, Little Caesars, but that's all connected, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah, his dad was the founder of Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Mike Illich's son? Uh, well, I think it's Mike uh, Illich's brother. I guess I can't remember which one's which. Yeah, Mike, the the guy who who founded Little Caesars, I think, is Christopher Illich, and then I think yeah. Mike is his brother. I think, but they're all they're all in it, you know. But um. Yeah, yeah. The Illich, he's part of the Illich family that owns all those teams and Little Caesars. So that's weird, right? That's <laughs> <real> weird. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Uh, oh wow. 
<laughs> huh. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and he was it catering he, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, Jank, if you're a fan of Little Caesars, would I take no? Not a fan of Little Caesars? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, the cheesy or the Italian crazy bread or cheesy bread, whatever, that's pretty good. But other than that. I, I remember uh, Little Caesars came in uh, around here when I was probably about maybe 12 or so, 13. And uh, we were all excited. Little Caesars, $5 <laughs> pizzas, you know, pan pizzas. Yeah. And you'd go over and get it, it was real, it was close to my house too. It was like two minutes from my house. We just ran out of my neighborhood. And then boom, there's Little Caesars. And uh, you you get the pizzas on like uh and like a paper sleeve. Remember that? It was like a big almost like they yeah. slide it inside. <laughs> and you pulled it up, and I was like, oh, this is great, Little Caesars. And then you realize, oh, this pizza stinks. <laughs> there's a reason it's five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this village uh, family, it's kind of hit and miss with these kids here. Oh, I don't know. Who who else were the other kids? We have uh, Denise Illich, who's an attorney. Then Ron Illich, who died of a fentanyl overdose at age 61. Yeah. Mike Illich Jr., who's a film producer whose credits include 1998's Lost in Space and The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Oh, those are great. Christopher Illich, the current CEO of Illich Holdings. Lisa Illich Murray, who served as the executive vice president of the Red Wings. Akonis Illich, an actor and singer whose most notable credit was the driller killer in Slumber Party Massacre <laughs> And Carol Illich, also an attorney. You have some attorneys, some executives, somebody who had a drug overdose at age 61, a film producer, and this guy. Yeah, the driller killer. <laughs> He's very good. I, I mean, I thought he, he was fine in this, I thought, for what he was doing, you know? Yeah. Eh. Not a fan I mean, of Jank? I, no. I, I hated all of his songs. And <laughs> yeah, he does sing songs in here as well. Uh, when he's getting, yeah. he's getting ready to murder people, he, he'll break into song and dance. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of songs, but there are zero Golden Quesadilla nominees, I would say. <laughs> what, what about what about Tokyo yeah. Convertible? That song they're singing in the car together. I want to be your Tokyo yeah. Convertible. <laughs> <laughs> that was just weird. <laughs> they were loving it though. Oh my yeah, god! Oh yeah, to me, this song's great. Let's sing it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Crystal Bernard and Kimberly MacArthur just singing Tokyo Convertible. <laughs> Take me for a ride. Is that what it was? Or because I love the motion. I love the motion. Take me for a ride. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think. uh Hey, when this movie got released on VHS, it was like a huge hit. It like sold like more VHS copies than like any other movie or something. It was crazy. When it what came out, so. it was going on? I, mean, I don't know, but it, like, wanted, it probably had like a good box or something where it's like, oh, this might be good. But like then you you watch it and you're like, oh, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, because we're going into this, I thought it was going to be like the first one. A bunch of girls in lingerie having a sleepover and a killer's trying to kill them. And they one by one, they get murdered. And that's the same thing, you know. But that's not what this is at all. It's uh, it's 53 minutes of bullshit. And then, uh, and then 17 more minutes of additional bullshit. Like, what the yeah. hell what are we doing? Yeah, the first one was very, like, almost like Halloween-esque, trying to rip off Halloween, where it was just kind of a straightforward slasher. This one was, I think, trying to ape more off of, like, Nightmare on uh, Elm Street or yes, something where it was clearly, yeah, yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, because she, uh, Crystal Bernard, first encounters this killer in her dreams, like Freddy Krueger, you know, and then yeah. he, uh, so yeah, they're clearly just ripping that off. And, uh, hey, how can we update Freddy Krueger? I know, let's make Andrew Dice Clay with a giant guitar with a drill <laughs> bit on it. Do that. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, uh, I don't know what was with the late 80s and, like, trying to bring back Rockabilly so hard. Yeah, like, I was watching Roadhouse the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, there's the, the toughest bar in the world," and they got this fucking rockabilly band. It's like, <laughs> these why do these bikers like rockabilly so much? <laughs> hey, they're making a remake of uh, Roadhouse, right? Oh no, that'll be yeah. terrible. <laughs> Years ago, they were supposed to do one with Ronda Rousey, and then Rousey yeah. got the fuck beat out of her, and they're like, "All right, we can't do that now." So uh, <laughs> they forget that, and I think. I want to say Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. <laughs> but wow. but I think Conor McGregor has a part in it as well. He's that's where I heard about it again. The reboot. So I don't know. Huh. Keep keep an eye on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. all right. So this movie starts out the way you expect it to. Uh, a slow lingering shot of Crystal Bernard sleeping. That's a, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> promising. This could be like a softcore porn at first. You're like, all right, yeah. this could be interesting. Basically no. what it looks like at the beginning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's nothing. Although she's dreaming. She's dreaming of uh, this guy she really likes. I When this movie started, I'm like, well, this is going to be pretty awesome. This seems like so terrible that it's going to be great, you know, because she has a dream sequence where this hunky fella with shirtless and his feathered hair and he's tossing a football to himself. Well, actually, he catches the football, someone throws him, and then he just turns and smiles at the camera. That's her dreaming, you know? And she yeah. And then her dreams, though, turn into nightmares because the rockabilly driller killer guy is starting to, like, slaughter a bunch of people. And she's like, uh, uh, or was she flashing, or were those clips from, those weren't clips from the first movie, right? They, they, she was just imagining different. They were, parts. they were clips, except some of them were, like, it, those weird shots of, like, dead people just kind of standing there with their eyes, yeah. like, closed. Those were new. Yeah, that's what I didn't recognize those. Murders were from the first one. Okay. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. Um, Did we see the Driller Killer in there at the beginning or not? I can't remember. Mm. Like, I know he pops up in, like, her next dreams and stuff, but I I don't know if he was in that first one or not. Yeah, probably not. I think it was just the shots of the murders from the first one, mostly. Uh, So she wakes up screaming, of course, and um, then she goes down to have breakfast with her mom. And her mom's telling her about how they're going to, her sister, you know, Valerie's working with the therapist and is trying and she's like, Hey, do you want to see a therapist too? She's like, no, ma, I'm over it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm over it. Ain't no problem. Yeah. Valerie just sucks. She can't get her life together. <laughs> <laughs> I got Playgirl magazine. <laughs> so, uh, then she says, all right, ma, I got to go to school. So she walks out of her house and I guess she lives like next to, I don't know. She's walking to school apparently. And, uh, but then, uh, she encounters a dead pigeon on the, on the sidewalk. Yeah. And, and that was an actual dead pigeon. It was a frozen dead pigeon. If you're interested in movie making, that's how that magic happened. It was an actual dead pigeon. They rent it from Mike Tyson. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, so, wow, uh, she's staring at the dead pigeon. Her buddy Amy and our beloved Kimberly MacArthur comes driving up in her car, but she's driving the opposite way that Crystal Bernard was walking. Well, and, maybe she was walking to the bus stop. All right. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And she picks her up 
and they get in the car and they sing Tokyo convertible together. Cause they love that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bebopper. All right. <laughs> but then, uh, Kimberly MacArthur just stops in the middle of the road and, uh, <laughs> the car comes up behind her and she waves the car around. It's like, Hey, come on. And she goes, it's, it's, it's Dave or Kevin or whatever the fuck his name is. He's dreamy and he loves you and you, you he thinks you're cute. And it's the guy Crystal Bernard was dreaming about earlier. Mm-hmm. And he pulls up in his car and they're, they're chatting it up. Apparently and, she mentions they've had lunch like a couple of times. And yeah. for some reason she also has like a full picture of just him standing there by himself. <laughs> like where uh, did she get that? Did oh, get I didn't know you, I, I don't like, even remember a, seeing the picture. There's a headshot of me. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> picture day at school. They just picked it up. <laughs> So, uh, Crystal Bernard's all shy around, but, uh, uh, our beloved Kimberly MacArthur, she says, Hey, we're practicing our bands, practicing in my garage later. Why don't you come by? And he's like, All right, I'll do that. And, uh, he doesn't ask, like, where do you live? Apparently he's I, hanging out at this garage all the time. Yeah, I guess they all know each other, but, uh, yeah. Bernard's real shy or whatever. So, uh, he leaves, and then, uh, more cars pile up behind Kimberly MacArthur because she doesn't know how to drive. And then, uh, what else? Uh, do they even show them at school? I don't think, right? Or they just show them a band practice next? Is that what happens? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, they're at the band practice. Now, uh, the way that things are set up, we got, uh, the drummer there, uh, Heidi Kozak. She's on drums. She's in the back like a drummer should be. <laughs> then we have, uh, uh, our buddy Amy, uh, Kimberly MacArthur. She's, uh, what is she playing bass or guitar? I, I, I can't uh, tell. She's playing guitar because Sheila, the bassist, is the lead singer off to the side for some reason. Yes, that's the point I was getting at. Uh, Kimberly <laughs> MacArthur's on the, on the, uh, if you're looking at him, she's on the left wing. Although I guess she'd be on the right wing if she's coming this way. But she's on the wing. And then, uh, Crystal Bernard is front and center. She's playing the guitar, not just singing background. And then the lead singer, Sheila, is in the background off on the left wing. And it's like, shouldn't the lead singer be front and center? That's just the way I would <laughs> yeah. go. But she's, I mean, she's the one who's like to get topless. Like, I think the yeah. audience would like to see that. <laughs> well, Kimberly <laughs> is also playing the lead guitar. Like, she's the one putting the licks in. Uh, Crystal Bernard yeah. is playing like a rhythm guitar singing backup front and center for some reason. Yeah. Hey, it, but even then, they're still better than the Beatles. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> True. <laughs> <I'll do. laughs> <laughs> but uh jank you're the musical expert here on this show how, how do you feel about their band did they ever give the name of their band i don't think right no i don't think they ever mentioned it um i liked it wow I, I really enjoyed. yeah i thought the songs were all right i mean not the one that that drummer was writing that was song sounded pretty terrible yeah uh, guy that was rough <laughs> when they were actually performing the songs i thought they were pretty good i i liked uh Kimberly MacArthur, she was in her little outfit there. She had like a little black tie, right? And a white shirt and jeans. And she looked good. And, yeah. uh, she's very cute. Um, so the guy shows up and he's watching them jam, you know? And then, uh, he, he pulls, <laughs> he pulls like Crystal Bernard to the side and they go in the backyard there and talk while the others are taking a break, maybe burning darts. And, uh, he's talking to Crystal Bernard. And he's like, oh, you're so pretty. And he just kisses her. And she's like, hey. What well, doesn't she say, hey, I want to invite you up uh, to Sheila's dad's got a condo or whatever. Let's go up there this weekend. And uh, we'll make mad sweet 
passionate love. And he's like, all right, let's do that. And then uh, and then he's going to leave, and then she kisses him again, and she's in love. Christopher Bernard's in love. Oh, love <laughs> is great, isn't it? It's so great. Yeah. I forgot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no one knows what it's like anymore. But uh, then uh, all the other girls are like, hey, we're going to go up to a condo. And then uh, she has to go home and ask her mom for permission to go to the condo, you know. And her mom's yeah. like, hey, hey, this weekend – we're going to go visit your crazy sister in the asylum. <laughs> it's on <laughs> birthday on Sunday. Yes, it's yeah. on And then her mom just flat and out says, I forgot it was your birthday. <laughs> you should at least cover yourself a bit there, mom. Like, oh, yeah, of course it's your birthday on Sunday. I had a big plans. <laughs> She's like, oh, I forgot. Your sister, you know, say happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she kind of uh, she's like ma. Uh, then she like uh, Christopher Bernard like drops some plates and she's like, oh yeah. sorry ma I dropped. She's like oh that's not it mom really I really want to go to that condo and have wild passionate monkey sex with Kevin or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And she's like all right I guess well how are how are her parents and she's like oh they're very strict and her parents aren't going to be there so Christopher Bernard's lying she's lying to her mom and uh, and she's like all right I guess a seventeen year old can go do these things. And she says, oh, thanks, Mom. You're the tops. And then uh, the the next day, they, they go out to the car. Oh, oh, but she's having dreams uh, before this as well, yeah. Jack. Where uh, now we're seeing the driller killer and shit. And doesn't she's also seeing visions of her sister in the asylum. And her sister is telling her, don't go. Right? Don't go. Yeah. She's like, uh, don't go where? And does the sister say don't go all the way as well at this point? Yes, I think so. Yeah, don't go all the way. Don't go all the way. You want to have sex? Stay a virgin, I guess, is the message of this movie. <laughs> Stay a virgin. Yeah. Usually, I mean, that's kind of implied in horror movies where the ones who have sex get killed, but apparently it's very little, literal here where if you do... Yeah. Actually, I don't even know what that what actually happens to her in the end. Nothing, I don't think. Well, yeah, we'll get to that at the end because yeah. this, there's there's some discussion about what we just watched. Because, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so uh, she's having these dreams, and we see the driller killer. We have no idea who the fuck he is, but we just see him dump, jumping around playing his guitar and whatnot. And then uh, she goes up there, they're driving up to the uh, condo, and she's having these visions. Like she, her sister, like just flies into the car window, all bloody. And she's like, ah, she flips off. So she's hallucinating and seeing, like, the one time she's eating a hamburger, but it's a bloody severed hand. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. her friends seem to know that she was the survivor of a serial killer, like, a couple of years no. ago. <laughs> I don't think they know that. Because she's 17 now, and that first one, she was probably, like, 11 or 12, right? Or So maybe a different school. What I don't know. The whole town, no. Maybe they moved, you know? I don't know. Maybe they started fresh. The people whose house. I would tell your best friends though. Like it's not like you had anything to do with it. Like you're not hiding a secret here. Well, yeah, I think when she... they're driving up, uh, they're talking about where they're going to go to college, and yeah. they ask, "Oh, where does your sister go?" And she just says, "Some place that's far away, I guess." Humboldt. Humboldt is what she said. And I remember uh, Humboldt because that's a there's a minor league hockey team. But uh, she said, uh, yeah, she she doesn't want to tell them that her sister's in, a, in an insane asylum. So, yeah, I, I don't think her friends have any idea about any of that past stuff. Yeah. Seems like she's keeping it a big... Uh, like, like, you, like, you guys don't know that I was actually a serial killer. 
when I was that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have no idea because I keep that private. Of bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bees. Uh, so, yeah, they're driving up there, and she's starting to hallucinate and, sh- and see shit. And then they get up to the condo. We talk about the sex doll they find. And then they have their big uh, slumber yeah. party. Somebody hey, you know, you know, graphic novel also, I guess. Yeah, gra- not a comic book. Yeah, an erotic graphic. <laughs> yeah. like, graphic sexually, but not drawn. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, see, when well, Jake and I, I hear graphic novel, we get very excited. Oh, a comic book. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I love man kills. All right. Yeah, but she's <laughs> reading uh, the, the one girl found a, a book that's a real sexy page turner, you know, an erotic thriller, maybe. And uh, very vivid sex scenes. So, um, but they, when they get up there and they're having their, before they uh, they have their big uh, pillow fight, they're all having a feast like pizza and all these snacks and everything. And what I learned is kettle chips were made in 1987. Did you notice that? There's a bag of kettle chips there. No. You guys, uh, yeah, because I, I like the brand kettle chips. Uh, they have good ingredients. You know, when, I, when I'm when i in the mood for a potato chip, I usually go to the kettle chips. And look, 1989 or 87, I had no idea the company was around that long. So, yeah. Good on you, kettle chips. Good on you. But then the uh, the girls they bust out the champagne and whatnot, you know, and they're just guzzling it. Oh yeah, they're getting all drunk. And uh, what you what you do when you get and what you do when you get drunk is you have a big pillow fight with uh, old timey pillows that have feathers in them, and then uh, <laughs> the feathers go everywhere. And then your one slutty friend gets topless while the Playboy playmate. <laughs> Uh, just stays completely buttoned up like a Mormon. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, God. So yeah, the big pillow fight. And while they're all dancing, oh, they're also doing like choreographed dance scenes as well. Remember that when they're dancing to that um, yeah. rock and roll high school? The movie came on, and they're like, "Oh, I love this movie," and they're dancing, and they. Yeah. Something. Yeah, you think they could have got like Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones instead of whatever fucking song that was. They were like yeah. really rocking out, but it was like a slow song. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what it was. I was just waiting. Okay, any second, really now, any second now, Kimberly McCarthy's yeah, going to take her shirt sure off. That at least three people <laughs> were going to be topless in this scene. Yeah. Nope. Well, I knew Crystal Bernard wasn't going to be topless because she's a good girl, and I, I grew up watching her on TV. I knew she's not that kind of girl. You know, she's not the kind of girl to take her top off in a, in a slumber party. But, uh, again, a Playboy Playmate is right there. Right there. Yeah. And, uh, nothing. So, anyway. <laughs> so, while they're dancing and whatnot, uh, the boyfriends, TJ and uh, Jeff, or whatever the fuck his name is, um, <laughs> n- not not the dreamy guy that Crystal Bernard likes. He's going to come the next day. And these two guys were supposed to come the next day as well, but they decided to show up early. And uh, And when they're walking up to the condo, the one says to TJ's, uh, like, come on, let's go. And the one guy, hey, maybe they're not even home. And, and TJ's like, well, the lights are on. Look. And he's like, that doesn't mean they're not home. It's usually a good indicator when their <laughs> lights on. It's, <laughs> someone's home. Yeah, it would have been more sense if he was like, well, maybe it's the parents or something. We don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, there's <laughs> lights and there's, someone's home. There's, there's music and lights and everything. Hey, they may not be home. But uh, so they get there. The girls can't hear them, so they sneak around in the back, and they, they come in through the kitchen, and the, the girls hear something, and they think, uh, oh, maybe there's an intruder. So Sheila, the, the one who had been topless, she has now put her bra back on, and she's still drinking the champagne, though. And she goes to check on it, and the guys scare her, 
And they're like, oh, they try to pretend like they've got a dead body, a knife in the chest, one of them deals. And then he jumps on Sheila, and uh, and he's just, like, wrestling her. He's on top of her, just mounting her. Um, yeah. A little aggressive yeah. there, TJ. A little aggressive. But uh, I guess there's he's a couple. He's boyfriend? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the five minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Pretty soon, he's going to be giving her a howling good time, I would say. <laughs> yes. All right. So anyway, um, they're having their big slumber party there. And the boys come in and uh, they're all, oh, you boys, you got here early or whatever. And yeah, they just go up. They just go upstairs and Sheila and TJ are really banging hard, right? Is that loud? Not hard, loud. Yeah. Well, I think the hard is implied. <laughs> the, well, <laughs> Crystal Bernard and. Uh, one of the other ones are laying in bed there, and she says, are they always yeah. this loud? Yeah, and uh, this is where it confused me, because you couldn't see who the other one was, because, like, the way it's shot. And I assumed it was our girl, Kimberly MacArthur, because they, they seem to be the two closest people. You know, they drove together, San Tokyo Convertible, and all that. I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're sleeping together there. Uh, but that, I guess that was the drummer, because then the next day, uh, down at the pool, uh MacArthur kisses the other guy, or the other guy kisses her when he comes in. So I'm guessing the other guy is her boyfriend. No, I think that guy was generally horny because he was trying to feel up Crystal Bernard a few seconds later, too. No, 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 that's TJ. That was TJ that was doing that. Yeah, that's TJ, who definitely had a girlfriend. Yeah, Yeah, TJ (laughs) was the one having sex with Sheila. uh, But the other guy, I think, is uh, Amy, uh, MacArthur's boyfriend, because he came in and kisses her on the cheek. And then, uh, like, later on, it also seems like they're running around together. But so I was disappointed at that. It's a bad that. time when, like, 50 minutes of this movie was dedicated to these kids, and we still can't figure out the connection between them. Yeah. It, <laughs> man, the, the beginning of this movie, it is it just drags so long. Like, get, get to the stuff, you know? Let's get to the stuff. Uh, so then, I don't know. Oh, TJ, like, says, uh, Crystal Bernard's, like, you know, she's having bad dreams and hallucinations and whatnot. But she says, yeah. oh, it must be a hangover. So TJ's like, oh, I can help you with that headache there. So he's like, oh, come on, stand up. And he starts massaging her shoulders. And he's like, uh, does that feel any better? And then he just starts dry humping her from behind. He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's got the <laughs> yeah. This point. And then he, he shoves her in the swimming pool. And she just sinks like a stone right to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Yeah, like Skyler White in the end of Breaking Bad. She's like, let me go. <laughs> like, I don't uh, want to live anymore. The graduate, is that right? Yeah, The Graduate has that famous scene where uh, Dustin Hoffman sinks to the bottom there. And then they, that scene is so iconic that everyone has ripped it off since then. Every movie or TV show has ripped it off since then. Yeah. Um, like the Royal Tannenbaums, I think, also have the yeah, exact same scene, right? Is that that? Yeah. Is that the Tannenbaums where they did that? Or It's one of them Wes Anderson movies. Maybe it's Rushmore. I don't fucking know. They all blend together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not what Wes Anderson did. They're all so precious. All right. So uh, <laughs> anyway, they get her out of the swimming pool. They're like, hey, you all right? You all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Whatever. Uh, but she starts still keeps having hallucinations and shit. And uh, Jank, why don't you tell us about this next hallucination up in the bathroom that she has? Remember this? <laughs> uh, I think before that, doesn't she have the one in the kitchen? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, tell the kids about one. that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes to the fridge. She's going to get out the chicken that they're going to cook for dinner or whatever. And uh, this, like, weird-looking puppet attacks her. It's kind of like a stretched-out chicken with, like, a really long hose neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just starts squirting goo out of it. <laughs> like a, like Hershey's chocolate syrup out of its throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, grappling with it somehow, even though it weighs nothing. It's a rubber <laughs> chicken. Just jumps on her. <laughs> and she starts screaming, ah, ah. And then she's like, the chicken attacked me. <laughs> and it's just a regular chicken laying there on the floor. And they're like, um, maybe just open the door too fast and it fell yeah. on you. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. really trying to make excuses for her, but you know. yeah. All right, so then the next one up in the bathroom there. Tell us about that one. Uh, she goes to talk to the drummer girl who's up in the bathroom. She keeps well, complaining about it. Well, actually, she's in the tub taking a bath, and she has oh, a. How about this and then one? she she runs down, and yeah, then she gets the drummer to. She's like, "Come up! There's something wrong in the bathroom." And yeah, because blood coming out of the spigot there. Yeah, sorry. That now take it away, Jake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the drummer girl keeps talking about this zit she's got. She's like, "Oh, my whole face is this zit." She's like, "I don't see anything." But she's like, "Oh, I know it's there though. I can feel it." Um, she's like, "I gotta go to the store and get more oxy ten. But she looks back and now she sees the girl like has become like a leper, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this giant pus ball on her face now, <laughs> and her and like, it- whole side of her face is like sagging and caving in. Yeah, and it eventually erupts and just yeah. pops everywhere. And uh, <laughs> uh, so then she goes running downstairs. Now, this this part of the movie was very confusing. So she's running yeah. downstairs, and they all come in. What's wrong now? You know, what? she's like, oh, upstairs, uh, whatever. I don't know, whatever the fuck happened. Uh, we'll call the drummer Susie. I don't remember her name. It might be <laughs> Sally or Susie, something like that. And she's yeah, like, I think it's Sally. So they're oh, like, uh, uh, and they're like, oh, well, what's, where's Sally? And uh, no one can find Sally. So Sally like disappears. Somehow Sally didn't think it was weird that Christopher Bernard just started screaming and running away from her. She didn't like yeah. come check on her at all. And then uh, she just she somehow disappears from the house. And uh, no one can find Sally. Don't you think they should yeah. have been able to find Sally? Like uh, she should have been. I don't know. She was gone. Sure. She left. But how did she get past them all? You know, like. Yeah. While the other girl was screaming again, she's just like, well, I'm going to dip out now. <laughs> yeah. Made no sense. Yeah. And, and so they call the cops because they can't find Sally. And the cops Nobody show up. The car isn't there. Like, oh, Sally <laughs> took the car probably. <laughs> and the cop shows up and uh, he doesn't believe these kids. He thinks they're pulling his leg. And then, and then Sally shows up uh, with her Oxy-10. She's like, hey, I, oh, I just went to the store to get some oxy and then I met this really cute guy, and then, and well, they like, thought there was some noise coming from the dishwasher, and they thought they were her bones, but they were all too afraid to look <laughs> in there. Yeah, so they called the cops to look in there. That's the first yeah. thing you would think of, obviously. Did they think she fell in the dishwasher? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> or the garbage, the trash compactor. I don't know which one it was, but yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. But the cop is very upset. And he says, you <laughs> yeah. damn kids. Yeah. You ever pull a stunt like you jerk my chain, I'll come here and, uh, does he say, like, disembowel you or something? Or what does he say? He says, 
He says something weird. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rotting your asses. Yeah, he's very upset. So, uh, but hey, that's foreshadowing for later, because uh, then, uh, all right, let's just get to the end. Who fucking cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Christopher Bernard's still having dreams about the driller killer until yeah. uh, her, her and her uh, dreamy boyfriend, he finally shows up. They're about to make the sweet, sweet love up in bed. It brings They're her to make the cake. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah. But look yeah. at how sweet it's he is. Pretty. She just wanted to look at it. She didn't want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to blow out the candles. <laughs> Yep. I just want to burn the house down and sit here and watch it. So yeah. uh, but they they go upstairs to have the sex. And uh, right when they're about to uh, go all the way, you know. Oh, because also the driller killer says that he has to go all the way with her. That he, the driller killer, has to have sex with her. And she's like, no, no. But she's about to have sex with her boyfriend. And then the driller killer pops up and he just stabs the boyfriend through the back with the big drill bit. Yeah. And murders now. This was confusing because I assume this was a dream, like she'd been having a bunch of dreams. But now uh, the killer's real, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because he cuts off the boyfriend's arm as well. And she goes running downstairs and she is covered in blood. And so all her friends say, uh, what the fuck is going on? And then the driller killer runs down and they all see him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so now it's he's real. Like He became real. And uh, was this? I guess this is the, how the Freddy Krueger thing worked, right, Jank? Like he'd be in your dreams, but would he become real, or he, was he always in your dreams? I can't remember. Uh, he was always in your dreams. They did try to bring him out into the real world once or twice. They definitely tried that in the first one. So if so, he kills they, you in your dream, though, you die, right? Yes. That, huh? Okay. Yes. So uh, hey, all credit to TJ though. This guy's a fuck up and uh, annoying as all hell. But he tries to fight the driller killer with a lamp. So yeah, <laughs> or I, I think, think it's a guitar. Yeah, yeah he, he, has, he, he, he used the guitar first, and then the other guy shoved a lamp in the driller killer's face—a real long pole lamp. Yeah, he um, had a good—he had a good thing going with that lamp. Like it had a long reach, but he just kind of—he kind of poked him with it instead of like actually trying to hit him with any kind of force. Well, I think he poked him in the face to like blind him with the light, you know, because the yeah. light at the cup. <laughs> so that was a good idea. But then as soon as you do that, you got to kick him in the balls or something, too. you gotta, you got to follow that up <laughs> quick. Boom. Do something. But uh, Yeah, because the drill is on the end of his guitar. I don't know if we've uh, explained that. Yeah, he has a giant drill bit at the end of the guitar, at the head there. and uh, so But he cuts TJ's thigh with the drill bit, so TJ's uh, probably mortally wounded, but he yeah. doesn't know it. He's just going to bleed out. So uh, Sheila and TJ go running, and he she's trying to help him down the street. They're running down the street. And the other, uh, everyone else goes running. And uh, who who dies first here? I uh, think the, the drummer. Uh, drummer Kelly, yeah, the drummer. They're trying to call 911, and all of a sudden, the, she's left in the living room with the killer. And we think he's going to get her. And then we see the drill basically go through her and through the wall and through the phone all at once because she's right up against that wall. Yeah, there's all kind of blood. And... uh but the, but they uh, like uh, Crystal Bernard, uh, MacArthur, uh, Kimberly MacArthur, and uh, Kimberly MacArthur's boyfriend. They all get out of the house, and it's like they're they're pretty much safe. But then they decide we got to yeah. go back in and check on Sally. That's Is that one car they're... keys off the kitchen counter or something? I think. Oh okay, but they but they also when they get in there they're they're asking for Sally. Like Sally, are you okay? You just you, I mean you have to assume that she got drilled through the wall with that drill bit. You know? Yeah, I think she's dead. <laughs> 
but they're checking on Sally, and then they see Sally's dead body, and they're like, oh, Sally. And, uh, and I, when does that, the other guy die? Does he die here, or does he die? No, because they get in the car, and then the car, yeah. They all get in the seat of oh, the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The killer's in the back seat. Yeah, killer's in the back seat, and he drills up through the driver's seat and kills yep. the guy. And is there, like, a big car crash? I don't even remember. Like, how does Bernard and MacArthur get out of the car? All right. I don't know. Uh, he might just kind of fall through the killer. Yeah. Um. Because I, I just did a flea market fantasy episode last night with a similar thing happened with a well, not a killer in the car, but a car goes off the road, crashes, and dies, and someone survives. So I'm, I'm kind of blending the two, and I can't remember what happened in this movie. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, also TJ and Sheila, the driller killer tracks them down outside of someone's house. They're banging on the guy's house to let him in, and <clears throat> but then he drills TJ, kills him. And Sheila still runs away at that point, right? Yeah. And how, what, I don't, I, I can't remember all their deaths. I just remember Kimberly uh, MacArthur's death because that's the only one I care about. So they go back to the house now after TJ's dead. Uh, Kimberly MacArthur and um, the main person, Christopher Bernard. Christopher Bernard. They go back to the house, barricade themselves into the bedroom. Okay. Uh, and then Sheila makes it back to the house. They call the cops then, and Officer Kruger says, I ain't falling for this again. You kids are on your own. Yeah, by the way, Officer Kruger. That's a uh, Freddy Kruger. And there's uh, also, I think, an yeah. Officer Voorhees as well, I believe. So, yeah. Okay. So clever. Yeah. Yeah, so then we get a quick uh, musical interlude from the Driller Killer. Oh, here. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, he's really excited because he's going to kill Sheila. So he starts doing breaks in the song yeah. and dance. And uh, yeah, because yeah, Crystal Bernard and uh, Kimberly MacArthur have barricaded themselves in the bedroom. Sheila's outside the bedroom trying to get in, and he's doing a little song and dance number. And then he eventually just uh, drills out Sheila. Yeah, and they right. climb out onto the to try and escape. Okay, and then so then he's uh, chasing. So they're the only two left. And he starts chasing them through the neighborhood, and they end up on a construction site somehow. Yeah. Um, Again, it's like Spider-Man. Where, uh, <laughs> yes. Venom, the Sandman. And, That's right. Hobgoblin yeah. and Venom and everybody on the construction site. And, uh, yeah, I guess they're, bu- they're still building condos up in this place. So there's just like this, the, uh, the framework of a house, and it, yep. they're running through that, and he's chasing them through that. And he cuts Kimberly MacArthur across the back with the drill bit, but she still uh, escapes. And then somehow they're like up on the second or third story of a house in construction. I don't know. And Kimberly MacArthur, for some reason, just decides to jump out the window. What? Is she, and then she like, she like falls out the window. How did she end up falling out the window? Did she like just? I don't know. That was breaking I even, gems. I so. even rewound it and watched it again, and I still can't figure out how she ended up out the window. But she like just trips or something, and and she's hanging out off the edge of the house there, um, I guess like 30 feet in the air or whatever. And Crystal Bernard's grabbing her. And she's like, don't let go, don't let go. And the driller killer comes up and swings the drill bit at Crystal Bernard. So she docks and lets go. She just lets go. And uh, yeah, Kim- Kimberly MacArthur, God bless her, she dies. She falls down and dies. Yeah. Allegedly. I mean, I guess. 
wasn't on purpose, but it looks like she just climbs out the window. <clears throat> I, I, it makes no sense, right? Because, like, they're running by it. it looks like, like, trips, it looks like she's maybe? Somersaults into it, like... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's supposed to be that she somehow tripped, but it just makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's like uh, we have to get you out there on the edge. Let's just do it. And like, all right. Yeah, the girl <laughs> singing through this whole fucking scene. Yeah, like like uh, like that dude from the Stray Cats. Remember that band, Jake? Yeah. Oh yeah, Brian Sutter. <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah, he's singing that kind of stuff. And uh, so. She falls and dies, allegedly. And then it's just Crystal Bernard and the driller killer. And he's chasing her. And she ends up behind some, like, uh, blowtorch situation, right? Yeah, like a selling torch. Yeah. And, and does he does he say something to her? Like, uh, we're going to go all the way now or something? Or does he say anything like that? Or am I just... Uh, I can't remember. But she eventually, uh, she just pulls out the blowtorch. And she becomes, like, she gets this real evil look on her face. And she just lights him on fire, and he just... Yeah, he says, I fire. She says, oh, yeah, you bet I will. You bet I will. <laughs> what, what witty dialogue. And uh, and he's engulfed in flames, and he just jumps off the house in flames, and, he, and he's dead. So that yeah. was really... I guess, watching the flaming guy just fall. But it seemed, it seemed like it was so easy, though. Like, it was just yeah. way easy, you know? Uh, yeah. So... So then uh, Crystal Bernard, of course, is wrapped in a blanket because that's what always happens to the survivors in these things. They're always standing there holding a blanket around their shoulders. And then the, the cops and the uh, the medical crew comes and, you know, to pick up uh, Kimberly MacArthur. And they're wheeling her out on the on the gurney there. And she stops him. She pulls the blanket down and she's petting her head. She's like, oh, Kimberly MacArthur, why didn't you get naked in this movie? Why didn't you get naked? <laughs> yeah. And then Kimberly MacArthur wakes up and starts laughing. And then mm-hmm. we cut... Now we're in uh, the bedroom. Crystal Bernard and her dreamy boyfriend are in bed together. It looks like the yeah. morning after they had sex. And Crystal Bernard is like, oh, it's just a bad dream. And then she rolls over and she gets on top of her boyfriend like she's trying to kiss him awake or whatever. And it's shot from behind. So we just see her back. And then we see the arm of her boyfriend comes up. But he's wearing one of them leather fingerless gloves like Andrew Dice. Yeah. Boy, you know? <laughs> so, no, no. It's the driller killer. <laughs> And then he grabs her with both arms, and they're making out. And then she realizes it's a driller killer. And then she screams again. Yeah, now we, we do a zoom. Yeah, zoom into her another, mouth. Yeah. Another cut. Yeah, another cut. And, and he's in a mental hospital. She, Yeah, the same mental asylum that her sister was in, like the same room, the same bed and everything. And now she's in there, and she's screaming like she's losing her mind. And then we get a giant drill bit. That is pushed up through the floor of a dollhouse bedroom. You can tell it's a dollhouse, <laughs> yeah. and but it's supposed to be her. Th- so this giant drill bit comes through the floor and it's just spinning, and that's how the movie ends. So, <laughs> all right, let's go one by one here. Tuffy, what sure. do you think uh, happened here? What What did we just witness? What? <laughs> uh, um, I get she was in the insane asylum the whole time. Yeah, I think that's what that, we, at the point. I think that's what we watched. That's what I would say. Uh, Jank, is that where you also come in on this? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Crystal Bernard in the in the insane asylum at the end, though? Or was that the sister? I thought it was Crystal Bernard. Yeah, I thought it was it's... Crystal Bernard. Okay. And where is the actress that played Veronica? <laughs> or Valerie. Valerie. Or Valerie. But 
yeah, that's the whole thing. I think it's this entire movie was a dream. So, like, she just concocted all that, that her sister's in an insane asylum in her mind, but actually she's the one in the insane asylum. Yeah. Valerie's probably out there living. Yeah. Living her life. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it like that, all right, well, that's pretty good, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. If that's the case, I mean, nothing changes from the start of this movie to the end of the movie. No. No, it's just a big reveal that yeah. we watched. We watched the ramblings of a crazy lady. The yep. last hour. Yeah. Yep. She was crazy at the start. She's still crazy now. She's hey. no close to getting better or worse. Hey, Crystal Bernard, if you're just going to dream all this anyway, have Kimberly McCarthy <laughs> take her top off. <laughs> she could just have a shirt on if it's a dream. Good God. I don't know. Like, some of this movie was fun because it was so bad. Like, you know, the stuff when they're in the band yeah. and they're like, uh, those dream sequences with the boyfriend, that was hilariously bad. Uh, so I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But it's just goes on late. Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, it seems like he doesn't belong in this movie. Like, he should be in a different movie, right? Or I don't know. It just seems weird. Um, yeah, but he was so different from the driller killer we got in the first one. Yes. Yes. Very silent. I don't know if he said any lines in that one. If anything, he was no. just kind of angry. I don't know, mean, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Did we ever see his face or anything? I think he was just a. I can't. Even I'm assuming we must have at the end when they were like fighting him out by the pool. But yeah, yeah, he had very. He, he didn't have any kind of personality at all. He was just interested in drilling people. That was it. Yeah, I can't remember. Was... Did it? Was, did it was was it like revealed like they knew that driller killer like he was someone's brother or something? All these movies no. blend together because remember that sorority house row that was one and then yeah no that was one where it was just like he escaped the mental institution like they heard about it on the radio and shit like that. But pool party massacre remember that one that Larry picked that one like it was the brother of somebody right? But yeah, he yeah, was, like was a brother. <laughs> the person whose house it was. Yeah, so I can't remember who the real driller killer was. The original one was, but um. Yeah, it just seemed like anybody. Yeah, it just seemed like this guy has no connection to anything, and I don't know. It's yeah, the movie doesn't work. It's not effective at all. <laughs> but no, no, it's <laughs> escaped mass murderer in the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is that. Yet somehow he got a job at the telephone company. Remember that he was working. At no, he killed the telephone. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. At least their HR doesn't have to be reevaluated. The All right, so yeah. that super hot phone lady. Like, how did there, she get this? Job? Wait, there's a super hot lady. Where? Yeah, yeah she was, she was working in the telephone. Field. Yeah, and like the high school kids were hitting on her. And oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. That's right. <laughs> she was installing the telephones at the high school. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah, was like up on a ladder. And the, the guys that are down below are like uh, catcalling her and stuff. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. Um. So there it is. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two. Jank. One out of ten. What do you think? Uh. uh well, I mean, we got some boobs, not a whole lot. Apparently. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go like a three and a half. <laughs> Ooh. It's three and a half. Um. Yeah, it's tough to recommend it because it's so. It's only an hour and fifteen minutes, but it seems so much longer. It's so fucking slow. Um, but I, I like some of it though. I'm a I'm a Crystal Bernard Mark. I grew up with her, so I like her. 
Um, and uh, Kimberly MacArthur is a glorious, but again, fully clothed the entire time. Uh, so I, I'll go four. <laughs> four. Yeah. I'll jump a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling generous, I guess, because I was going to say five. Like it's, it's not even close to the worst movie we've watched. Yeah. I, I always just think what I want to watch it again. And I would not watch this again. I would. Well, in that case, MVP is like a zero. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 10 out of 10. That's a 10 out of 10. And by the way, Tuffy, if you listen to yesterday's hockey show, you would have heard that yeah. at the end, uh, uh, Sean Leahy said he's never seen MVP, but, uh, he has the DVD and he and his little son, Drinky McGee, uh, they've never, maybe they'll watch it. And I said, yeah, you watch that movie tonight. You no, I want screaming <laughs> into my headset. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> So yeah, I got to check with Leahy. Maybe they watched the watched it together last night. Uh, MVP, goddamn, it's great. So all right, uh, Slumber Party Massacre two. There it is, Shocktober. Uh, not our best effort, but uh, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Uh, the, the other movie I almost picked on Tubi, I saw. It's called Majorettes. You ever Ooh. see this on there? Oh yeah. No. Yeah, I almost picked that, but I went with Slumber Party Massacre just because we had seen the first one and it was also shorter. Little did I know it would seem much longer, but uh, yep. So if you're looking, if you're looking for something, uh, maybe Majorettes. It's basically a slasher film about Majorettes getting murdered. (laughs) Check that one out. But uh, Jank, is it your turn next? Uh, yeah. All right. I I also wanted to find something like cheerleaders. I thought there's got to be a good slasher film with cheerleaders, right? But there's a couple on Tubi, but they look terrible. You know? Yeah, they're usually low budget. <laughs> they probably do have a lot of boobs, at least. Yeah, but I'm looking for something in like from like the 80s or 70s. Yeah. All these n- newer movies, uh, they all yeah. they're all just awful. They look terrible. They yeah. uh, I hate watching them. So let's try and <laughs> stick in the old days if we can. Yep. All right. Uh, so Janky, yeah, as your turn to pick something, let us know. That'll be that. I think I'm going to go, I, I threatened to pick one last year, but I'm going to try to go with a uh, ha- Halloween anthology movie, like, like a horror anthology. Oh, okay. Of short stories in there. Because that's what we've been doing on uh, Flea Market Fantasy. We did a horror anthology uh, last night, and we're going to be recording one next week with our buddy Bob Myers as well. Because so, I guess those were all the rage uh, in, the early, in the old days of comic books, horror anthologies. Yeah. You get like three stories, and they're all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of one good story with characters you like, here are three terrible stories with characters you've never heard of before. It's like, well, all right. They're not big on character development, but usually you get some good twists. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. Um, I'm listening to an old radio show still in every day, and uh, these last couple of weeks I've been listening to The Whistler. I've mentioned it before on the show when Pat was on, we talked about it. But uh, the Whistler, it's really good. It's uh, narrated by this guy. He's the Whistler, and he knows the inner workings of man because he walks by night. He just walks around like at night. Shadow. Yeah, he just walks around at night whistling. And uh, but all the stories are kind of like um, not Twilight Zone because they're not sci-fi, but they're like uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents maybe them kind of deals uh, where there's always a twist ending, you know, and someone's getting murdered, and then there's and usually the person who does the murder they they. Uh, a lot of the episodes, they assume someone's identity, 
And then at the end, it turns out, oh, they shouldn't have not have assumed that guy's identity because that guy's wanted for murder. And then he gets arrested and they think he's that guy and he can't get out of it. And, yeah, it's one of them deals. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, there's man. a lot of that going on. But uh, <laughs> the Whistler is great. They go back to that well a lot. <laughs> yeah, at least three, four, five, six hundred times. But, uh, <laughs> but it's a I great show. I have been listening to some old-timey radio. What? My favorite husband. I, I checked out a couple of those. Oh, because of my influence? I, I've got yeah. you to. Wow, I feel I've accomplished something in this world. Because, you know, I'm an old man now. You look back and like, I've done nothing with my life. But, hey, I got janked to listen to old-time radio. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. mm. it's good to put on when you go to bed. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I was reluctant to pay Amazon again, even though I did. But you know what I will pay for is a YouTube premium because uh, it's like 11 bucks a month. They let you – they have different movies and shit on there too. But the big selling point is no ads or commercials. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I got that too. I've had it for yeah. A while. Like I just had a three month trial of it and it ended and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely paying for this because at night when you're wanting to fall asleep to the whistler and all that, you don't have to deal with all the fucking commercials. Every 20 yeah. Minutes. They're like 20 times louder than the rest of the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you just put on the whistler because yeah, if you go on YouTube, there's whistler uh, YouTube videos and Hey, Jake, this is going to be a perfect segue into your top 11. Yeah. But uh, there's all kind of uh, Whistler compilations, like 11 hours straight of just Whistler. You can put on. This. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So and there's like 12 or so uh, different episodes, like compilations. So there's a lot of episodes of the Whistler, and uh, but that's what I've been listening to these last couple weeks. So you listen to my favorite husband, which we talked about on the show, was the uh, Lucille Ball, the original "I Love Lucy" as a radio show, basically. Uh, did you enjoy my favorite husband, Jay? Yeah, from what I've heard, I mean, again, a lot of the time I'm listening to it before I go to bed, so I don't make it too far in generally, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've listened to a couple like when I was actually awake, and yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Pretty entertaining. Um, <laughs> you know what I didn't like is their last name. Like, what the fuck? I think it was like Kugat or something. Well, here's it's the like, thing. Kugat. Yeah, their last name was Kugat, because <laughs> it was based on a, uh, a a lady wrote these uh, books, I guess, and featured these characters, or maybe short stories or something. But at the same time, there's a very famous band leader named Xavier Cugat. So, which seems weird <laughs> that there would be. <laughs> so that, so they had to change the name. So only for like the first season, they're the Cugats. And then, uh, I don't know if that was an, I don't know if it was just a happy coincidence that this lady wrote these books and a character named Cugat, or she based it on that guy. But either way, that guy was going to sue the shit out of him. So they changed the name. And then I can't remember what their name was in the, second season forward i can't remember but um they were sponsored by jello i do remember that oh yeah <laughs> i've heard many of those <laughs> my, my favorite organically my favorite sponsor uh of course is uh blue coal the shadow was always sponsored uh, sponsored by blue coal it's coal but it's blue you <laughs> can get blue coal <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Oh, and then uh, the Whistler. But I'm hoping for Christmas. The Whistler is sponsored by a Signal Gas, like a gas company, like uh, for you put in your car, that kind of gas, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of their one of their commercials, they say, uh, "You will spend a hundred dollars this year in gasoline, and with that kind <laughs> of investment, you really should be buying the best gas you can." And I'm like, a hundred dollars? That's like one trip to the station now. <laughs> well, that's probably what you spend in gas. <laughs> yeah. But- uh, even I, the last time I went to go fill up my car, it was like 30-some dollars just uh, for me. So uh, my uh, nephew's got a truck, and he says it was like 90-some bucks to fill up his truck. Tuffy, how much is it to fill up your big car? Don't you have a big SUV or something? 
No, I have a Subaru Forester. It's a mid-size SUV, I would say. Uh, how much do they soak you for gas when you fill it up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just pay whatever it costs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people always <laughs> complain about the gas prices. Well, you're going to pay it either way. So why are you going to complain? Don't worry. Yeah. I don't drive less. I don't buy less gas. Like, yeah, got to go where I go. And I don't, I mean, I don't go anywhere still. All you got uh, was Michigan runs, though. Springfield, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Not close. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is kind of far. Hey, but once me. I get there, it kind of balances out because I, uh, if I get there, I don't drive my car at all up there, so it it almost evens out. Hey, Tuffy, have you paid off your car by now? Right, your car's paid off, right? Yeah, like uh, uh, last January, December, something like that. I got my last car payment this month. I got to pay it, uh, my final one. I owe like uh, I'm down yeah. to like a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks or something. Like I got to pay. Here's so, the problem: uh, this car is starting to get annoying with all uh-oh. this little. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just long enough over the summer like uh i drove up to michigan i noticed there was water in like the passenger footwell so uh, i go stuff and it's like oh there's the ac condensation drain hose or something might be clogged so i watched a video that was like here you just pull it off and you look and you see and i was like oh i can do that so i go down and it's like i can't get this fucking hose off for the life of me <laughs> But I kind of wiggled it around, and then it stopped dripping water. So I was like, oh, maybe I just wiggled loose whatever was clogging it. That was good yeah. for a couple weeks, and then the water started pouring again. Uh, so I just had towels in my car <laughs> while there for a while. Oh, man. Um, and now I don't need the air conditioning for another, like, seven or eight months probably. So, so you're just going to let I it go? <laughs> I think so. I, I never use the air conditioning. I'm an anti-air conditioning. I like having the windows open. I never <laughs> Are you an animal? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like air conditioning in a car. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's all my sinus issues, uh, but it, I always get like a headache or something. I have the air conditioning on in a car. Man, I, I couldn't live without it. So, uh, what was I going to say? But, Tuffy, how many miles do you have on your car? They're like 90,000 or something? Um, Almost 100,000. It's like 98 or 99,000 something. That's a lot of fucking miles. Like, how long do you think you're going to get out of that car, like putting that many miles on it? Like, Mechanically, I don't think I'll have any big issues. Like, the catalytic converters had a hole in it for a couple years at this point. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> no. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt at driving. It just is bad for the environment. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't have to get your cars inspected, right? I do not. Jenk might. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah, I remember Jenk. You had problems yeah, before. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Chicago area, you do have to do that. Outside of the Chicago area, you do not. Yeah, because I got to go get my car inspected. I, I made the appointment at the end of uh, October here. I got to go do it. But, um, yeah, I, I have 7,000 miles on my car. <laughs> 7,000? <laughs> I just like don't Yeah. Uh, se- <laughs> I think 7,100. 7,100 miles. Yeah. Like and I think you bought the car like uh, a couple months after ago. I bought mine. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. had it six years. Yeah. <laughs> Seven thousand miles. Yeah, I mean, I've really, uh, and I've really been putting miles on the last couple of years, going to shoot hockey every day, because that's at least three and a half miles a day I'm putting on it, going to shoot hockey. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I've been looking. I would consider getting a new car, but uh, they just don't have any, and what they do have, they're charging you up the ass for right now. So. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be nice not having a car payment, though, huh? That's got to be nice. It is nice. Yeah. 
That's a lot of uh, extra pulls on champions. Yeah, I was going to say more money for champions. Hey, Tuffy, I, 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 my I, spending in champions really picked up last spring when I stopped having car. Car. Oh, yeah. Well, my car payment is uh, finalizes this month, but I'm hopefully not going to put in. I, I spent money, though, on champions this month, Tuffy. I, I didn't want to do it. But I don't know. Did you hear about that mishap they had? Or new yeah, I did. I'm looking forward to my 19,800 yeah. training. Yeah, so Jank, here's what happened. They had this uh, kickoff tour, uh, Dominic Mysterio Zombie, and everyone loves when we tell WWE champion stories, so we're going to do that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's they uh, been talking about old time radio shows. But. <laughs> well, we're going to get back to the <laughs> radio. This is just a, a minor uh, diversion. But um, they they have a kickoff tour, and I guess at the one was it the last note on the hard tour? Uh, which it needed- was the second hard tour, but. Oh, okay, but, but you had three star. Yeah, you um, needed a you needed a three star Dominic Mysterio to do it, and I, I unless you spend money, you're not getting a three star. You have to spend money basically. At least at least thirty dollars, I think, for a yeah. I spent, I spent I think twenty. You get a three star bronze. I spent the thirty to get the three star silver because I was like I didn't want to spend money and then not be able to do it anyway because I had. But I guess I probably would have been able to do it at just three star bronze because Dominic Mysterio is pretty good with that submission. But uh, yeah, but anyway. Um, but I, then they, so they, there's a mix up, Jank, and they gave out like 19,000 training points. They gave out 20,000. They were supposed to give <laughs> out 200. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Couple zero. <laughs> now, 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 training points are pretty hard to come by in the game. Uh, yeah. usually you can get like four or 500 a day if you're lucky on a spin. There's, it's a whole thing. But if you want to yeah. get, but when the higher up, like the really good guys, it's like a thousand training points to do one of their moves to elevate one of their. So that's basically two weeks if you're not spending money. It's basically two weeks to get to a thousand training points. So if they fuck up and give you twenty thousand, that's a big deal. So I guess yeah. enough people were, com- were taking advantage of it, and then people were complaining because they weren't able to take advantage of it. So they said, "All right, here's what we'll do: if you beat the hard, the final note on hard mode with uh, Dominic Mysterio, we'll give you, we'll give everybody." The nineteen thousand, yeah, because they're only giving us nineteen thousand in some, right, Tuffy? They're not giving. Well, you already got the two hundred from when you beat it. Oh, okay. Okay. And you'll okay. The additional nineteen thousand eight hundred. <laughs> Don't week. get greedy, myself. Okay. So I'm like, well, all right, that's a lot of training points. I'll spend money. So I spent money to get the three star Dominic Mysterio. So I was able to do that. Now, when do we get our training points? Like next week, they're giving them to us or something. They said next week sometime. I don't know when, but I don't know why they couldn't just do it now. Yeah, they better wait and probably see everyone. Yeah. They probably wait for the tour to close so they know everyone who did it. Yeah, I think the tour ended today, right? So yeah, yeah. If I get screwed out of this after I spend money, I'm going to be irate. But I did spend money. <laughs> um, so as long as they keep fucking up every month and giving away thousands and thousands of training, I mean, they have fucked up like every month the last several months. <laughs> but this is like the best thing they've ever given as a you know nineteen thousand yeah. training. Oh, that, fuck. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I spent money. I think I haven't gotten anything good in the pools, though. Have you gotten any good pools or anything? Uh, no, I haven't really done. I did. I did uh, one yesterday because I wanted to get one of those milestones, like the cash out. So I did with a seven pole. Oh, I got you. Uh, Kane, which I guess he's, he's OK. Yeah, I he's, don't know. He's supposed to be good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I don't have uh, any of the good zones. I know that. I, I got Roman Reigns, Zombie Reigns. He's he's awesome. Yeah. But, um, uh, but uh, and in, in this free briefcase pulls, uh, someone on the Reddit board they 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 got a goat Becky Lynch. 
I'd like to get goat Becky Lynch. Oh, huh. you know? yeah, that would be yeah. nice. Yeah. So hopefully that'll happen, but I doubt it. All right, there's your champions update. Uh, Jack, let's get back to old-time radio shows. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what else have you What else have you listened to besides uh, the Lee Seal Ball? Anything else? Uh, occasionally I'll throw in like a Dragnet, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't listen to a lot of the Dragnet radio shows. Um, I probably could. I love the Dragnet TV show. I've listened to the Dragnet radio show in the past. But uh, sometimes they're like very serious. Uh, doing yeah. it with, you know, with uh, murder and uh, people doing like shady shit. And eh, I'm not in the mood for that when I'm trying to follow. Of course, the Whistler, someone's always getting murdered, too. But there's a nice uh, twist ending or something. But uh, Dragnet, they're very real life. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I want escapism, you know. I want something else. Yeah. So, well, so. I mean, it's probably less hard-boiled in the, in the 50s or whatever. Or the 40s. Yeah, but it's kind of like, uh, like... It's not a happy listen. Let's put it that way. Okay. Fair. It can be kind of sad. <laughs> like, th- these are real stories about people's lives. And I start thinking about the real people, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And then it's like... <laughs> <laughs> So I get sad. I'm already sad enough. Uh, what, what else have you listened to? Uh, I think I have thrown on the the, uh, the Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. <laughs> Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. That's great. Yeah. Now, you got to be careful. Little... There's a couple Johnny Dollars. Uh, the Bill Bailey is the guy that Pat and I like. So make sure oh. you're listening to Johnny Dollar with Bill Bailey. If you're listening to the other Johnny Dollar guy, it's not good. Make sure you're <laughs> Or is it Bob Bailey? One of a B Bailey. Uh, listen, make sure it's. <laughs> make sure you're listening to him. So okay, yeah, that's the one where they just kind of like list his expense report, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's their gimmick. That's their gimmick. He's an yeah. insurance investigator, and he goes out uh, and he investigates things. And then at the end of the episode, he or sometimes periodically throughout, he'll give you an updated expense report. But then he'll uh, at the end he'll give you the final expense report, and then he signs it. Yours truly. Johnny Dollar. That's his gimmick. Yeah, it's not the most exciting gimmick. No, I yeah. love it. I love Here's it. a receipt for gas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. My $100 on signal gas. It is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's great. Hey, you should uh, listen to uh, the ones I recommended to Brandon, because if you like the Twilight Zone, Dimension X yeah. and X-1. They're the two you should check out. Have you listened to either of those yet? Not yet. Yeah. I think I will. Again, there's there's a bunch of compilations on YouTube. Uh, the last those are hours. definitely ones I want to like actually listen to. Listen to. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Five sweet because I won't. I'll miss the cool ending. All right. Well, we'll get into more old time radio shows later. But for now, Jank, uh, uh, you told us this is a perfect segue though, because you yeah. told us that uh, before the show you have your top eleven YouTube channels. Yeah, these are the ones that are my favorites right now. I'm sure it'll change. It it definitely has changed over the years. But at the moment, these are the ones that I tend to watch the most, uh, that I like the most. I, uh, I, I watch basically nothing but YouTube these days. If I'm watching anything uh, except for wrestling and football and TV, I'm on YouTube. And at night, I'm listening to the old radio shows to fall asleep. Also, I listen to old radio shows when I'm taking naps now. Although today, I listen to Doc Savage. Back to the Doc Savage audiobooks. Uh, but I've heard them all, so I'm just like, you know, I got tired of them, so I took a break. But uh, also, I watch a lot of wrestling content. Uh, I catch up on when I miss SmackDown. I watch the WWE videos on there. Uh, Jim Cornette, I listen to He annoys the fuck out of me, but I still listen to him sometimes. Uh, what else? Oh, a lot of Monkeys videos. A lot of Ooh, Monkeys videos. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here, Are Jake. Clips of the show. Uh, well, they, yeah, there'll be clips of the shows, or sometimes, you know, I'll just put on like a monkey playlist, and it'll just be like the album cover, and then they'll just uh, play the songs, you know. Oh, so it's basically like you're listening to the radio, just nothing about monkeys. Tough to take <laughs> note. But he, here's what you want to do, Jank. Michael Nesmith, he was in that uh, first national band, then after the monkeys, and he did a song called Joanne. It's a with a, when you first put it on, you're going to like this is a terrible song, but now it's like a country ballad. <laughs> But it's oh, a really no. good song when you get yeah, it's a really good song though when you it's get used to it. Just Jolene, but with the changes. No, 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 no. No, it's t- completely different. But it's a really good song. But anyway, but the video, like the main video that's on YouTube for it, nothing but smoking hot women. I this oh, wow. could be this could be the video with the most beautiful women ever in any video. It's just random. It's just random shots of really good looking women just standing there walking around in like the woods and stuff. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. So yeah, check out Joanne, uh, Michael. This is like a fan video that somebody cobbled I, together good-looking chicks from the internet. It had to be. I don't know because uh, <laughs> I doubt Michael Nesmith. Although Michael Nesmith, I guess, was a groundbreaking guy in terms of music. He pretty much started music videos, I guess, theoretically, with the monkeys and from the monkeys TV show. But he did something called El- uh, Elephant Parts, I believe. It was this. <laughs> it was this long-form music video project he did in the early '80s. And it won like all kind of Grammys and shit. And people point to that as being like the genesis of a lot of music video stuff. So, yeah. How about that? And he also had a TV show on NBC for a while. Uh, it only lasted like six episodes or something in like the mid 80s where he did like weird video things. And like a lot of celebrities like actually started there. Like Jerry Seinfeld's first real TV work was on that. And wow. yeah. Uh, so I've never watched any of those. I should go. This Michael Nesmith guy. I'm a big fan. Tough yeah, is going to be influential than the Beatles. Yeah, easily. <laughs> look, at, look at that fingerprint. Yeah. And Mickey Dolan's directed a couple episodes of Boy Meets World. Oh, uh, I mean the oh. Beatles were making <laughs> hey. music videos before the Monkees were even a thing. I feel like, um, I don't know. Like technically, the Monkees were. Uh, when would the Beatles come in? They did the Hard Day's Night. When was that? What year was that? That was uh, a long form uh, movie, but eighteen sixty three. Wow, sixty three. Nineteen sixty four. Oh, all right. Well, I guess so. Yeah, but fuck so the, Beatles. the Beatles invented music videos, not the monkeys. So, fuck the Beatles. That, but hey, Mickey Dolan's also created that spoken, uh, really cute girl from uh, Mystery. What was that? Oh, Miracle yeah. Beach. That Miracle was his Beach. daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she was super <laughs> cute. Alright, uh, so Tuffy, do you watch the YouTubes at all? Yeah. What do you watch on the YouTubes? Uh, well, uh, let's go through Jank's list, because <laughs> I'm sure one of them will be on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll skip that one. Um, a lot of porn? Is that climbing videos for some reason. <laughs> uh, there's a climber, like, rock climber called Magnus Mitbo. I watch, uh, his videos. Oh, wow. Just rock climbing. Um, yeah. Oh, I uh, forgot my favorite. I forgot my favorite YouTube channel. Kana Chan TV. Oscar. My girl Oscar and Kana Chan TV. <laughs> of course. How could you forget? Yeah. She only does like one video every once in a while these days. But, yeah. I used to watch Seamus's, uh, like exercise. Yeah. Celtic workouts. Yeah. They, they were, I watched those cause I, Oscar was on a couple of those and, uh, Oscar kicked his ass in the cardio. She uh she did Alcana and he couldn't keep up with her. She's a machine. Yeah. But yeah, those uh, were good. Yeah. Uh, 
Wrestle with Andy. That's like he does a uh, sort of wrestling history videos. They're pretty good. Oh, I never heard of that guy. All right. Um, stuff made here is another one. This guy who makes uh, he's like an engineer makes crazy contraptions. Oh, like he made a, a hair cutting robot and uh, <laughs> that could that could end poorly. Hair cutting robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I could really. You don't need yeah. ears. I think a Roger Corman movie. <laughs> yeah, he makes some different robots. Uh, he made like an explosive golf club, where like when it impacts the ball, it you know shoots a charge out and launches it. A <laughs> same thing with a baseball bat and wow, all kinds of weird. All right, check all stuff. the physical activity out of sports. I, I, I can get behind that. <laughs> wow, Tuffy, you really yeah, the YouTube. Different ones, and then the one that uh, Jank is going to get to, I also watch, but that'll be on his <laughs> list up here. Now, Tuffy, do you also have a YouTube Premium? No, I'm a sucker. I watch the commercials. Oof. Ooh. Once you go commercial free, you'll never go back. It's like it changes everything. But uh, yeah. like when I go to bed, I usually uh, one of a couple things. It's either um, the Black Sabbath album Paranoid, <laughs> which there's, there's no commercial on that video. Like there might be a pre, there might be a commercial before it starts, but there's no interrupting commercials in the songs. Well, that's good. Or uh, Metallica Ride the Lightning, which that will occasionally have commercials in between songs, but you know I'm falling wow. asleep, so whatever. <laughs> now you uh, do that every night, the same two albums every night. Uh, well, lately I've been listening to the same podcast over and over every night, you know, four or five minutes at a time probably, but I've listened to it at, uh, maybe 20, 30 plus times, I would say, at this point. And um, that's, it the, is, that's our show. Our show puts people to sleep. You know, it is uh, Paul F. Tompkins did a podcast called The Dead Hawk wow. Society, and uh, there's a two-part episode where Andy Daly uh, is playing L. Ron Hubbard as part of this, because Paul F. Tompkins plays... Um, who's the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea author? Oh, uh, not that guy. I forget who he plays. He's pretending to be Ann. Jules Verne. Jules Verne is a Twenty Thousand. Might not be right. I can't remember. Emma Brown's kids. Jules Verne. I don't. I don't remember that. Tompkins is in character as that person. It might not be Jules Verne, but it's an old author. Uh, who has a time machine and goes and finds these other authors and uh, Andy Daly. could be Emily Dickinson. Who knows? <laughs> Andy Daly as L. Ron Hubbard is just uh, fantastic. So I've listened to that over and over. I used to listen to not old-timey radio, but uh, the Ricky Gervais XFM radio program with <laughs> yeah. Steve Carl Pilkington. Yeah, Monkey News, one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Monkey News. There's like a 100 or so episodes of the – like the just the talking part of their old radio show, not yeah. the podcast before the podcast when they had a radio show. Uh, I used to listen to those over and over and over again. But try try some old timey radio or the monkeys. Those are the ah. two things you got to try. <laughs> Fuck the monkeys. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> All right, Jank. Well, you're uh, hey, you know what, Jenk? Maybe if I feel like editing something, we'll put the top 11 theme song right here. The numbers all go to 11. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
talking to us. All right, Jack. Uh, number eleven, your favorite YouTube channels, or do you have honorable mentions? Uh, no honorable mentions. I I got some like ties, but they're connected, and I'll, I'll rank them as well. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not a fan of the tie, Jank. I'm not a fan of the tie. This is top yeah. 11. you got to rank them, you know, but all right, we'll let it go. I will. I'll rank them even among their ties. I'll, I'll give okay. them a rank. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh, number 11, uh, Professor of Rock. Uh, is this guy, like, glasses and a hat. He's probably about Mike Dell's age. Uh, just oh, kind of that <laughs> old? Good Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, see, so, you know, talk about songs from the 70s and 80s and 90s and, you know, how music used to be good. and. How it sucks now. <laughs> and, uh, he'll have like interviews with people. Like there was a one with, uh, they might be giants recently. So obviously I was a big fan of that, yeah. but he'll just kind of do retrospectives on certain songs and have interviews sometimes about where these songs come from. And he gets kind of specific about certain songs. So I like it. It's kind of just a history of music type thing. History of rock. All right. That sounds pretty good. If you like music and whatnot. Hey, I, I thought yeah. of another YouTube channel I watch all the time. Uh, the David Letterman yeah, YouTube channel. I, oh I, yeah. It seems like not a lot of people, like the videos don't have a lot of views on them. So people need to start watching Letterman's YouTube channel. It's good stuff. Cause he's doing original stuff too. Like he'll just do these little bits with, uh, the stuff. So yeah. There's that. Alright, uh, History of Rock is number 11. Yeah, I left out things like, uh, like Norm's, you know, old YouTube channel, obviously, cause they're not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I listen to that. Yeah, I these definitely are... listen to those. Also. Oh, another, uh, yeah, another good one is I'm Not Norm. Is another good norm yes. YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All, All right, right number 10. ten. Uh, I got a tie here. These are kind of uh, informational type like channels that I watch. Uh, one's called Sphere Hunter, and the other is called Joe Blow Horror Originals. Uh, <laughs> okay. They're both kind of <laughs> both kind of horror movie slash game related. Um, the Spear Hunter is this girl who talks about like survival horror video games, Resident Evil, uh, Silent Hill, those types of things, uh, which obviously were big games for me growing up. And she has like retrospectives on those games and stuff like that. Uh, so I like that channel a lot. Now, um, that's all, she can keep a channel doing just that. Like how many episodes does she have of this? Um, surprisingly a good amount. And then, you know, they're coming out with a remake of Resident Evil 4. So she'll like break down the trailer for that. <laughs> Talk about things that you know might be in this wow. game and stuff like that. So. How long are her videos? Uh pretty long. A lot of them are probably forty-five minutes to an hour. Holy fuck! And yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people watch this. Uh sure. Enough to keep her going. That's for sure. Man, we need to get into the YouTubes. I know. It's a, lot. It's a fertile <laughs> ground. <laughs> Have to do a video podcast then, though. I don't think anyone wants to see that. No, yeah, we needed to come up with something else. Uh, we'll do it like that monkeys video, or that where they just put chick like pictures of hot chicks. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yes, that'll be a area. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, that is gold. Yeah, all right. And, and uh, yeah. what's Joe the Blow other horror. one? Um, Joe Blow Horror. Yeah, horror originals. Uh, it's a show. It's a channel where they have a couple different shows, like whatever happened to or what happened to this horror movie, where they kind of go into the backstories behind the movies and like how they got made and you know where things went wrong. Uh, they also do a series on there called Black Sheep, where it's kind of about like you know in various horror movie franchises, you always got like a black sheep where it's like nobody likes this one, 
<laughs> so they'll kind of review it and be like, was there anything good in this one? Like, what happened? Why did it turn out so terrible? You know, go into that type of thing. So if you like learning about horror movies, it's pretty good for for that. Was there a Slumber Party Massacre 2 episode? Of that? <laughs> Probably. There definitely needs to be, if not. I'm looking for so. that. <laughs> so, yeah, those are kind of things I would, would, like, would watch, depending on what they are. Obviously, it's a game I never played or movie I don't give a shit about. I'm probably not going to watch it, but some of them I'm very interested in. All right. All right, number nine. Um, I got two here. Uh, they're both kind of guys who got popular around the same time in the year, like mid 2000s ish, uh, doing reviews, one doing video games, one doing movies and, you know, TV shows. Uh, I got Cinemassacre and Channel Awesome for my number, uh, nine here. I don't watch either of them as much as I used to. Um, Cinemassacre is the angry video game nerd, this guy James Rolfe, who would review video games and get super angry while doing so. Um, <laughs> there used to be a lot of skits involved with a lot of swearing and stuff. Um, it's not as good these days. Like he had some kids, I think. And you know, he's, his heart's not as into it as it used to be. I think <laughs> like he used to do these, uh, things every October where he would like monster madness, where he would review a different horror movie every day for the whole month. And I think last year there was a whole big thing where like one of the reviews he did, like he didn't write it, but whoever did like just, copied somebody else's review basically and gave him this script that was ripped off <laughs> somebody else like oh no <laughs> yeah he, he he didn't write it wink wink so <laughs> yeah they blamed it on an intern yeah. <laughs> basically yeah so i mean it, it it's still good sometimes but you know not as consistent uh and channel awesome was the uh nostalgia critic who would review movies and stuff like that um, some of them are still good. Like I really like the Thanksgiving episode every year where he reviews old commercials. Those are usually pretty funny. Um, but I think he's gone through a lot of the good movies and a lot of the ones they have left. It's just like, Oh, I really don't care about this. And they're also not that funny anymore, but <laughs> you know, sometimes you get a good one. All right. That's something. Tell yeah. me, have you heard of any of these? No, really? They used to be a big thing. They used to do like, uh, when Channel Awesome had a bunch of reviewers who would do different things, like they used to do these like movies basically every year where they would do a crossover. And these two guys, the angry video game nerd and the nostalgia critic would like battle usually. <laughs> like they would have this epic war that would keep going through all these videos. It was pretty, pretty good. But now a lot of that seems to have died down and just kind of <laughs> not what it once was. And none of us are. None of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight. Uh, this is one I'm sure nobody but me is going to care about, but the Vaughn George channel. Vaughn uh, George is this guy. I believe he's originally from, like, South Africa, but he lives in Britain now. He's a musician and, like, a producer, like a music producer. Uh, but he does a lot of videos about 80s bands, usually, especially, like, uh, electronic bands. Mostly Depeche Mode is his, is kind of his forte, I feel like. So that's why, that's what got me into this channel so much. Was he's done like these whole retrospectives on, uh, different Depeche Mode albums. He's working his way through the entire, you know, discography basically one by one. And it seems like with each album, it's gotten longer and longer. Like, so the, the last one he did was Violator. And he was basically doing one video for each song on the album. <laughs> so it's a very, terrible. very thorough breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds terrible. 
<laughs> I love it. He goes into the album artwork and and the history and, and you know each song and he'll play like little instrumental versions of them and it's great. I love it. Do you do you know if there's a channel like this for the monkeys? <laughs> Maybe you should start one. <laughs> That's your niche right there. <laughs> it's your way in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't figure you guys would be interested, but yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, number seven. Uh, these are some movie reactor channels that I watch, you know, where people who have never seen a bunch of popular movies, kind of like Mike Dell, <laughs> <laughs> never seen Predator and Alien shit, uh, like watch movies for the first time and react to them. So uh, you so watch got- people watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> If it's movies that I like, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what people think of this. All right, I think we got our idea. We're going to do a reaction to reactions of movie reactions. (laughs) You guys can film me while I watch other people react to movies. Oh, you watch me. Never watch me. React. (laughs) That'll be great. Yep. Yep. Um. So the couple of them that I've watched sometimes, depending on what movie they are, obviously if it's a movie I don't care about, I'm not going to watch it. But if it's something I really like, like then I'll definitely check it out. Uh, Popcorn in Bed. Uh, there's this girl from like Canada, I think, and sometimes she'll bring in her sister. Um, I know. They were doing all of the Rocky movies, so that's why I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> I want to see them watch Rocky Four. <laughs> it's the best of them all. <laughs> so that's a good one. Uh, Mary Cherry, this like Australian girl. Um, she's oh. good. Yeah, I'm going to guess all these girls are attractive. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, that is going to be a, a missing element of any channel we try and start here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we need those cutouts. How <laughs> to be a successful YouTube creator. Be hot. Be a hot <laughs> yep. girl. Be a hot girl who's never watched anything in her life. <laughs> uh, Cinebinge this is like uh, there's this Canadian girl and like her <laughs> Get another <Canadian>. Asian buddy <laughs> who's a dude so it's the two of them uh, yeah. um, and then there's me you and the movies uh, it's like this husband and wife couple uh, uh, that watch movies together oh um, uh, how sweet yeah I think Popcorn in Bed is my current favorite Mary Cherry would be the runner up um She's very good. She used to do a lot more like GTA 5 gaming videos that were always very funny. Uh, like she was very good at doing characters and stuff like that, like playing online, but uh, doesn't really do those anymore. So mostly just the reactions. All right. All right. Numbers. People, I want, I want to videotape people reacting to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's just people taking naps, isn't it? Oh, you know. <laughs> A lot of dial turning. What else is that? <laughs> All right, number six. Is that where we're at? All right. Number six. Uh, we're getting to some comic book stuff here. Uh, did you ever watch Comic Pop, Mike Dell? Comic Pop? Yeah, Comic Pop. Never heard of it. Uh, it's this group of people. Um, it's mostly this guy, Sal, and then he's got his wife, <laughs> Tiffany. Well, first of all, like let me just say, I like that you uh, you made it clear that it's a group of people. Because I was, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say kids, but they're probably just as old as I am. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a group of llamas. 
and they come together <laughs> once a week. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. It's a group of people. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Well, if we said it's a group of chimps, you're going to go log on right now, my girl. I would. Yes, I would. I <laughs> we'll lose you. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the channel right there, a group of chimps reacting to movies. <laughs> I, I would love that. But for me, in order for me to do that, I would already have to have access to chimps. And if I had access yeah. to chimps, you would never hear from yeah, me again. You, it would just yeah. be my, me and my chimp buddies <laughs> playing and running around all day. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Mike Dell doing weird sex stuff with chimps. No, no. no you don't get creepy with it. It's me and chimps. <laughs> Let me teach you how to peel the banana. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I don't, I don't like the turn that this took. This is not something I appreciate. All right, but uh, anyway, so there's a group of people. Where were we? There's a group of people. Yeah, this guy Sal, uh, his wife Tiffany, um, and then their buddies uh, Ethan and Ben. And there's basically four of them, and then they'll usually just have three people on the show at a time, so it kind of rotates around who's actually on the show each week. Sometimes they'll do all four of them, but usually it's mostly just three of them. Uh, but it's not. It's it's kind of like flea market fantasy in a way, I guess, where oh, they're breaking it. down old comic books. <laughs> it's not even that, they don't have to be as old. It's not like Bronze Age like you guys. It's okay. any kind of comics. Um, and also they do entire arcs generally. Like they'll do an entire trade paperback. So oh, they'll do like a whole storyline. So it's like, oh, we're gonna cover cover Marvel Civil War this week. And it'll cover also, the whole uh, thing. Did, did their mics work? Because then it's yes. nothing like flea market fantasy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They have cameras that work and microphones that work. <laughs> Sounds like good. All right, actual we, then our show is still all right, and we're still unique. All right. Yeah. And the other the other difference is uh, usually it's just the host of the show has actually read the book, and he's just kind of describing it to the other people on the show. Well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's actually pretty good because they have, like, questions and, like, oh, what about this? Oh. And they'll bring, oh. you know, different angles to it, so. Yeah, he's actually just kind of telling the story. So if you, if you it's like a storyline you never really read. You can kind of watch this and you'll get oh. the gist of what happened. Do they show uh, panels or anything from the book? Do you see pictures? Yes. Here? Yeah, sometimes they definitely do, especially if they reference things directly. They'll they'll bring them up. Yeah, I'd like for us to do that as well, but that's a lot of work, and I'm not doing it. Yeah. And Mike Gale <laughs> isn't going to do it, so yeah. <laughs> but he makes those thumbnails. So yeah, yeah, he thumb- doesn't make the one thumbnail. That's always a nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a good show. Um, a lot of Batman, which I'm sure you would not. Oh, be good, lord. <laughs> good lord! But that YouTube algorithm, you got to go with what works. <laughs> Batman. I'll all stick right. with my Skull the Slayer and uh, <laughs> all the other well, other books that we've done lately. Those are way better than Batman. But anyway, all right, uh, we number four or five. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think number four, uh, I got shoe on head. Shoe on head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoe uh, on head. This is another girl. Uh, she's very good looking. I'm I am fan. shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> another hot girl. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, she kind of started her channel back in, like, I don't know, 2014, 2015. Uh, basically making fun of modern day feminism and how stupid it is. Oh, all right. Does she have any takes on She-Hulk, the TV show? <laughs> Actually, I'm sure she's not a fan, but, uh, she hasn't been doing a lot of videos too much recently. Uh, usually she'll kind of do, um, 
last couple of months, she's been saving things up for a long period of time, then releasing like these massive, like hour long videos every couple of months called Hell World, where she just kind of makes fun of everything going on in the world for the last couple of months. And uh, they're very funny. She's good at editing, uh, which like, so that makes it a lot funnier just the way that these things are edited together. Um, but I'm a big fan. Uh, her videos are great. Highly recommend. Shoe on head. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I looked her up. She's, uh, is she Canadian? <laughs> you seem uh, like the Canadian girls. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's New York, I believe. She looks a little like, uh, AJ Lee, uh, Cora Jade, that ilk of lady. If you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Like black hair. And, uh, <laughs> sure. Looks young. Yeah, all right. So there you go. Uh, shoe on head. Next. Yeah. All right, num- next is uh, number three, Pat Finnerty. Um, Don't know what that is. <laughs> he is a musician uh, from Philadelphia. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's very funny. He basically, there's this guy, Rick Beato, who does a show called What Makes This Song Great. And he'll pick like songs and talk about why they're so good. Yeah. Uh, so this I've guy. I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> so this Pat Fairney guy, I don't know if he's making fun of that or if he just thought it was a good idea, but he decided to make a show called What Makes This Song Stink? Uh, and he keeps mentioning Beato a bunch. He'll just shout out his name and stuff. He's very funny. Uh, he's done videos on like Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Uh, there was a whole <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers episode. <laughs> it was very good. Um, there was a, like a Beverly Hills Weezer video where he talked about his a lot of monkeys game. videos. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> but uh, they're very funny. Uh, this guy, I, he's he's incredibly funny. I love these videos so much. There's a recent one where he's making fun of Machine Gun Kelly and that emo girl song, and uh, he decided to start his own like pop punk band so that he could start a simple plan to get a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> he's making up these like shitty emo songs and they're so good. And then they actually made like a separate YouTube channel for them called August is falling. This made up band. August is falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's his name again? Say his name again. Uh, Pat Finnerty. Finnerty. Pat yeah. Finnerty. Oh, right. there was an episode about train where he was like, I had like four different train songs. He was like, I was trying to figure out which one to do a video on. I was trying to figure out which one sucked the most, <laughs> put them in the tournament and they all won. <laughs> yeah, Pat Finnerty. All right, number yeah, two. There's a whole thing I guess he was doing one time where he just like he was gonna live stream until they got David Grohl to show up on his on the stream, <laughs> and uh, it actually worked. Like he eventually did get Dave Grohl to to show up. Wow. <laughs> Somebody reached out to him and was like, "Hey, <laughs> oh, can you yeah. talk to this guy for a second? I think we yeah. could do that with Oscar." Say, we're gonna keep doing this no, podcast. I don't think the stra- the restraining order would allow for that. <laughs> All right, uh, number two. All right, number two. Um, here we go, Tuffy. Red Letter Media. Yeah, that's right. Red Letter Media. Big fan. This is, of course, is the other Mike Sclasta, Jay Bowman. I used to I used to watch their stuff, and then uh, the one guy made a comment that pissed me off, and I quit watching. <laughs> what was it? it? It was an anti-conspiracy comment that he made. This was years ago. It was like uh, three years. Yeah. ago. Yeah, and he made I some mean, little. To be fair, <laughs> they make fun of like literally everything. 
Yeah, he made some little snarky yeah. remark about it, and I was like, oh yeah, fuck this guy. So I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. But, um, yeah, they, they just they talk about, uh, well, there's different versions of this, right? Don't yeah, they have different kind of different shows? sort of series or programs. I watched the In the Bag. I'm talking about the In the Bag guys. Half in the Bag, yeah. yeah half yeah. in the Bag. Half in the Bag, whatever, yeah. That's what I was watching, I guess. Yeah, yeah. those are great. Yeah, they like the worst little is, uh, I think they're my favorite videos they do. Yeah, those are always fun. Especially when they do like the weird like junka and stuff like that. All the weird gimmicks. Yeah. And, and the Jake, we, uh, and we established stuff. this before. You're related to one of them, right? Aren't they a, a, a jank family member somehow? Uh, kind of. It's like a distant kind of relation. Um, like basically like, uh, technically there's no blood relation between me and him, but my uncle is his father. <laughs> my uncle but it's an uncle by like marriage type thing oh okay okay yeah by marriage yeah and, um, does he come to the jank cousin cult events that you guys have <laughs> no he came to uh, one thing like his you know his dad had like a birthday party that we went to a couple years ago and he was there so i got to talk to him there but, do, you, do you have any cult events coming up here uh for the fall <laughs> for, uh, uh, actually yeah, for like say when or what? What are they? What are they? <laughs> saw when? What are they called? Halloween? <laughs> sacrificing goats? The jank compound? Hey, not just goats. Chickens <laughs> as well. <laughs> but anyway, red letter media. Yeah, they they talk a lot about movies and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, movies and TV shows. Some of those best of the worst, they cover things that are definitely not movies, like when they do the Wheel of the Worst and stuff. It's just like yeah. videos and like random shit that people send them that's, you know, not at all movies. Yeah. The Edged <laughs> Weapon one, I remember, was uh, a big hit. That's epic, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. I wish we could watch that on this show. It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't, like, we can't get access to Edged Weapon somehow? It's, it's not too, a movie. It's yeah. like an ins- a police instructional video on how to deal with people with knives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly commercially available, I guess. All right. But they're very funny. Well, number um, one. No, well, Tuffy. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. Number one is, missed- I assume, the comic book syndicate. I don't want to spoil anything here. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tuffy, was that the one you were going to say that you also watch? Which yes, I the Red Letter Media. I watch uh, a lot uh, of their videos. Okay. All right, uh, Jank, what were you going to say? Uh, I think I missed number five, actually. Yeah, see, I was confused with four or five if we missed it. <laughs> yep. <Okay. laughs> hey, this top 11 stuff, it's it's rough, man. It's tough. It looks Mike Dell will edit this back around, so number five will slot right in for us. <laughs> Perfect. Counting down from 11 is very tough. uh, I've been doing it for 15 years. I still haven't mastered it. I just, I still, it's very tricky. So, all right. uh, Number, the original number five, what was that? Yeah, number five was uh, Alicia Wadar. Another hot girl from Canada. (laughs) Uh, She's from Brazil, actually. Oh, there you go. Uh, But she, she, um, she does a lot of like acoustic guitar covers, uh, mostly of songs from like the nineties, a lot of them being grunge songs. So it's great. Like, I don't know why this kept getting, it just kept getting recommended to me, her version of Down in a Hole by Alice in Chains. 
And I'm like, why does this keep popping up? I don't want to watch this. But eventually it showed up enough that I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> and it was really good. So I've been a big fan of hers ever since. And uh, she'll do some originals once in a while. And they're all very, like, 90s grunge inspired. So that makes me happy. Like, there's the song Denial that she did, which sounds very, even though it's acoustic, it sounds so grungy that I'm like, oh, yeah, this takes me back. There you go. At least she likes Nirvana, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's done quite a few of their songs. Do you think she'll ever do the monkeys? Can you maybe request? <laughs> maybe, yeah, I'll try to add, put that in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> See what she can do. People All right, number mon- one, Jenk's favorite YouTube channel. I'm assuming it's porn related. What is it, Jenk? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I debated on where to actually put this on the list. And it ends up at number one. There was debate, and you put it at number one? Yeah, because here's the thing. I don't really watch these on YouTube anymore. <laughs> okay. Because they've suckered me into paying for them on Patreon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much do you pay on Patreon each month to watch these videos, whatever they are? Uh, between the two, it's 10 bucks. Oh, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And you get the full videos, and you get them way, way earlier than you would on YouTube. And how many so that, videos? Like one a week, or how long? Uh, usually there's there's two of these that I watch, and they both usually put out two videos a week. Oh, two videos a week. Yep. And and they're so they're each five dollars. Is that what I'm hearing here? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's a lot of entertainment for five dollars. Yeah, and I really look forward to them a lot whenever they come out. So. Because on our Patreon, we charge a thousand dollars. That's for nude ankle shots of Tuffy. A lot of feet. <laughs> so, all right. So, what are they? We didn't hear what they are yet. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Here's where we get to the embarrassing admission. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought watching people react to movies was bad, okay. These are people that are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer the first time. (laughs) (laughs) What the what? Uh, You're paying to watch people watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? (laughs) I don't feel so bad about spending money on Champion now, Mike. Yeah. Good Lord. (laughs) What is wrong with us that we can't find a way to make money in this world? There's so much money. People are just stealing money from people left and right. And I've got none of it. You know, why, why can't I have any little... All these morons are making money doing this stupid shit. And I don't care. If you were a hot Canadian girl, Jen could be all yeah. over you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you. These people it. watching these Buffy episodes, are they hot girls? Uh, you know what? Not... No. I mean, they're oh. girls. Oh. Not, like, <laughs> they're but they're not girls. like... All right. <laughs> they're, they're average citizens. Yeah, yeah. Right. Still... Uh, why aren't we get, what, cashing in on this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Pressing out. The gravy boat's out there. But yeah, I guess, uh, the, they're, the names of the channels are Alley Box and, uh, the Lexi Crowd. Um. So wait, they, but they both watch Buffy the Vampire Slayers? Yeah, they're both, at, like, one of them is in basically just starting season seven, which is the last season and, uh, fourth season of Angel. And the other one's about a season behind <laughs> her. <laughs> but they're completely unrelated? Like yeah. Not, 
oh, there's a ton of people doing this. (laughs) (laughs) There's this other guy that I used to watch, but he finished all the episodes already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do they do? Like, do they, like, they're just, you're just, the camera's just on their face while they're watching a movie. Like, like you don't get to watch. You do. You don't get to watch. They put the show in, like, the bottom corner. Um, But how is that not a copyright violation? You have to basically usually kind of, on YouTube, they have to edit it down a lot, so you're only seeing, like, little bits and pieces at a time. Whereas if you do it on Patreon, you can put the entire thing, and nobody can but say how, anything. No, I think they could. I think they could say something if they want. How come they're not? Like, you're, uh, you're getting money. They're getting money off of playing their content. That is... There's, a, there's probably a fair use for, like, criticism where you can show a certain amount if you're critiquing it. And or it takes reviewing up, it or whatever. The screen, like you make it tiny enough. Like they used to All do right. with like Big Brother Canada on YouTube. <laughs> All right, Jank, here, here's what we do. Me and you, reactions to watching Columbo. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on our trench coat, our little raincoats, and we'll sit around and we'll react take to watching Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> take <a look> out. <laughs> It'll be great. You might need to figure out the opposite of a Patreon. Like, you might need to pay people to actually watch that. <laughs> oh, man. This is terrible. All right, so you watch, you watch these girls uh, react to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yeah. uh, do, do they just, like, crack jokes? Or what do they do they describe what they're watching? Or what what, what do they do? Uh, you know, they'll kind of talk about what's going on, make predictions of what they think is going to happen or stuff like that. Or, and then, and but you already the- know what happens. Yeah, but it's cool to see people go through that journey again. Because <laughs> I already know all this stuff, but it's like, oh, you see people seeing it again for the first time through different why eyes. Do you, why oh. do you care? Like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just I love those shows so much. But you don't know who these people are. They're just strangers watching this stuff. No, but at the end of the episode, they'll they'll do like a whole breakdown and you know talk about what they liked and didn't and all that kind of stuff. So. Man, Tuffy, what do you think? Uh, you want to get into the reaction video game? Yeah, we got to figure something out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> we'll do. I'll film my uh, Oscar cutout reacting to episodes <laughs> of Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll watch my pay you to stop, so that's something. Uh, good lord, man! <laughs> wow, we learned a lot about YouTube and Kevin Jank tonight. I think I know too yeah. much. It's a <laughs> if you're a young woman with a YouTube channel and you like <laughs> to watch things, let Jank know. He'll give you ten bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm a little worried. Kevin Jank is just like a uh, modern day uh, peeping Tom because he just likes to watch people <laughs> watching things. That's right. He's a voyeur. That's what this Kevin Jank yeah. is. The voyeur. <laughs> Keep an eye on that Jank. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> Between this and I the mean, to be fair, tirades, uh, uh, it's, you're going to be going on. Yeah. These people do invite him to watch them doing things, so it's not that. I guess bad. that is fair. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Fair. But, uh, yeah. It's like going to one of those Nickelodeons. <laughs> uh, more like going to the nickel booth in the back of the, uh, yeah. the video store. <laughs> yeah, this is something. Uh, well, 
Uh, I think I'll stick to the old-timey radio on YouTube. I'm not going to... Hey, people can watch me listening to old-timey radio. My reaction to Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Well, you need to find... uh, You need to scour the earth for someone who hasn't listened to all these old-timey radio shows, and you can do reaction videos of them listening to the old-timey radio shows. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure anyone under the age of 60 has never listened to these. Yeah. Yeah. I might even go as high as 85. <laughs> we're pretty safe in that regard. But all My right, well, thanks. are in like their mid-60s. They were not listening to old-timey radio as kids. <laughs> Next time you're with your parents there, Tuffy, just mention, hey, Johnny Dollar, ring any bells? And they'll be like, of course it does. We love Bob <laughs> Bailey. Johnny, got Dollar. Johnny Dollar tattoo on my back. <laughs> you never questioned it? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) So uh, my dad was, I think, five when Johnny Dollar went off the air. I don't think he was listening (laughs) to it. (laughs) You never know. It could be a a cherished uh, childhood memory of him uh, as a child. Johnny Dollar. Anyway, all right, well, thanks, Jen. Good job with the YouTubes there, and uh, maybe I'll try and branch off on my YouTube listening, but, man, every night it's just monkeys, and uh, that's all it is, just the monkeys every night. Yeah, you've probably gone Weird through their entire stuff channel. With monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and check out the Chan, uh, Kana Chan TV. Watch Oscar Buy $100,000 automobiles. That's what she's doing lately when she goes on. <laughs> huh. She's a woman of the people. Yes. Yeah. Still charming, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Tommy, into our next yeah, yeah, before we get out of here, let's uh, talk about the big WWE uh, Extreme Rules is up tomorrow. Now, last week yeah. on Raw, Jank, your girl Alexa Bliss actually main evented Raw. How about that? Is that unusual? <laughs> yes. She's never main evented yeah. anything because, you know, she's oh. not really a wrestler not these but, days um, anyways uh yeah so backstage they had uh bailey was out with bianca to sign the contract for their big match and then uh but uh, bianca didn't want to have uh dakota kai and eos guy out there the other members of damage control so uh it was just two of them but they were in the back beating the fuck out of oscar and alexa bliss yeah That's what they were doing and they they uh they tended to like tease they broke oscar's uh, leg they put her leg in a chair and like stomped on it like Oh my god, they broke her leg. And Oscar's crying. Tuffy, what about the cell by Oscar there? She was actually crying, weeping on the ground, holding her leg. She was going for the Oscar there, that Oscar. She was really putting <laughs> in the war. She was thinking about yeah. what you were doing to her. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I was concerned, Tuffy, when they, usually when they do an angle like this, it's because the person's actually injured and they're ready yeah. off the TV. So I'm like, oh no, did Oscar actually get injured? So uh, then they have a match. It says because uh, Alexa's mad now, so she says, "Eo Sky, me and you tonight." So uh, Alexa's yep. getting mean, Jank. She's getting mean now. Looks like she's going to turn into the Dark Alexia again, you know? Uh oh. So her, yeah, look out. So her and the Sky have their match, and Alexa's Alexa did a good job here. She uh, actually performed well here in the ring, and she was like fighting, working pretty stiff with Eo, and uh, then uh, of course damage control like distracts. Uh, Bailey distracts the ref, and then of course, uh, yeah, ES guy catches Alexa with something and does the moonsault. One, two, three, she gets the win. So after the match, 
uh, damage control says, you know what? Let's just beat the fuck out of Alexa Bliss some more. So they all start beating up on Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and then uh, Bianca comes to try and say, oh. they beat up on Bianca. But then out from the back comes Asuka limping. She's dragging her leg behind her from the ramp. And she's got a kendo stick in hand. Tuffy, how great. Yeah. Asuka comes That's out. That's pretty good. Kendo. Yeah, she's selling the leg. It's like a dead leg. She's just dragging it. And uh, and she gets up to the ring. She cracks the sky with the kendo stick. But then, he, uh, or no, she cracked the code of Sky with it. Then EO Sky guy kicks Oscar though, and then they start beating Oscar with the ladder because she can't move, yeah. you know, so they're just beating her up with the ladder. And then, Jank, they get your girl Alexa Bliss. They put the ladder, like, the ladder's uh, up on its side, but it's open. Yeah, it's laying down, but it's opened. So it's like a, a jaw, you know, like a jaw's there on that. And then they put Alexa Bliss between the legs of the ladder. And then EO and Dakota got on either side of the ladder, and they both kicked the legs together. It's like smushed Alexa Bliss in the ladder. Smushed her. Yeah. So (laughs) that was pretty good. And then they beat up Bianca some more. And then the the show ends with Bailey at the top of the ladder because they're going to have a ladder match for the title. And and she climbs the ladder, and she's holding the title, and damage controls on the ladder too, celebrating. And that's the final shot as they go off the air. So that was really good. I, I enjoyed that, Tuffy. Did you like that? Yeah, that was good. Because this is yeah. the first ever ladder match for a women's championship, I guess. Uh, yeah, for I guess for the women's heavy, uh, championship title. For one of their had, championships. Because they've had it for the tag titles. I yes, think, the Kabuki right? Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors beat Charlotte yeah. and Becky in a ladder match for the titles. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really uh, good. It was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, because I was getting a little uh, worried about damage control. It seemed like they were just spinning their wheels. They really weren't doing anything um, too yeah. much. But uh, here, what they did to Oscar and Alexa, that's actually, they're doing something there. They beat the fuck out of them good. So uh, there you go. Alexa. Now, Jank, I'm thinking this might be the thing that turns Alexa. She's going to flip now. She's going to be back to her demon self. And I think Oscar's probably going to be her little sidekick, maybe. No? Black lipstick. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, because also Extreme Rules, that's when they're saying the White Rabbit's probably going to debut or, or be revealed. So there, there's been okay. a lot of there's been a lot of clues about the Black uh, the White Rabbit leading into like um, a lot of stuff with Bel Air as well. Uh, like little clues that you decode and it spells out Bel Air, and there's references to like <laughs> Samson and Delilah, and you know that's a famous story about cutting hair, you know, and everything. Cutting the hair, yeah. So I don't – do you think White Rabbit could possibly be uh, – well, it's probably Barry White, obviously, but what if it's Charlotte Flair, <laughs> you know? Like she comes yeah. back as like the Red Queen or some, one of them gimmicks or something, you know, like the Alice in Wonderland. Queen of Hearts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, one of them deals. Um, Mad Hatter so, wears a different hat every week. <laughs> yeah, different hat. <laughs> so so we'll find out what happens with uh, the White Rabbit stuff, hopefully, uh, uh, at Extreme Rules as well. But so the big – the big match. Now, Alexa and Asuka, they're not on Extreme Rules at all, right? They're not involved. It's just Bianca uh, and Bailey. I mean, the, the Wikipedia page listed as Bianca Belair with Alexa and Asuka versus Bailey with damage control. So Yeah, like in their corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they'll just be out there. <laughs> yeah, they'll, <laughs> yeah, they're going to get involved. I don't know how they could have them out in the ring because ladder matches are no DQ. So that means – so I'm guessing they won't be allowed at ringside, though. I don't know, even though it mentions that. Yeah, there'll be something. All right, so that's going to be a big match. Uh, Bailey versus Bianca. Tuffy, who do you think wins that? I, it might be time to put them all on, on damage. Control, yeah, right? Just, it might be Bailey. Might be time. 
at the time. I don't know if Bailey uh, is healthy. It seems like they're they've been bringing her back slow. They're not letting yeah, her she... too much. Yeah, she's looking thick. I don't know. Bailey looking thick. And <laughs> yeah, I, she's I, always been. But I like it. I'm not saying that more well way. built than the. But average, I will say, uh, women's oh yeah, she's always been uh, great. But her her uh, uh, the bosoms are very big these days. I think even bigger. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So Good Mike Dell wants to give her a hug still. <laughs> yes, I really do. I really do. <laughs> uh, so Bailey and uh, Bianca, and then uh, oh wait, is R- Roman's not on Extreme Rules, right? That's in Saudi. Correct, because that's a crown jewel. Uh, you got the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. <laughs> That'll be something. This match is going to be brutal. Tonight, Gunther and Sheamus are wrestling on SmackDown for the IC title. Okay. I, didn't, I haven't checked Twitter. I'm guessing Gunther will still win that. Um, but, yeah, Sheamus has been doing great work these last couple of years. And I don't know if anyone's really noticing. Uh, it seems like they're catching on now. And Gunther's always yeah. great. Imperial's always great. Uh, Pete Dunn is always great. Rich Holland's coming along. So Butch, that's going to be. Bell. His name is oh, yeah, Butch. I'm sorry. Butch. I love Butch. I want Butch on WWE champions. <laughs> Butch on champions. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be great. That should be a good hard hitting match. Um, you like the stiff uh, wrestling there. That'll be good. Yeah. All right, Tuffy. Next. Uh, Edge versus Finn Balor and I quit match. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be guess, good. Uh, uh They've never wrestled, I don't think, one-on-one, have they? Uh, Edge and no. Finn? And I also watched the uh, Edge A&E biography this week. Oh, all right. I did not. I've still never watched any of those. Uh, how was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's crazy that him and Christian were just like two guys who started wrestling together, and they ended up in the WWE as a Yeah, they grew team. up together. They were, they were yeah. buddies uh, in high school and stuff, and they grew up together. And they, Yeah, that's crazy. But... Uh, I don't know how his neck isn't more broken watching some of the crazy shit they used to do with the Hardy Dudley boys. and Yeah, those tables, ladders, and chairs matches are always nuts. Yeah. And people, uh, the big famous spot in the the first one that everyone remembers was him spearing Jeff Jeff Hardy's hanging from the belt. Yes. And and edges up on a ladder real high. He jumps off the ladder and spears him out of the air to pull him down. Everyone's always looking at Jeff Hardy, but look at Edge on that. When he lands, he hits his head on the mat, like knocks himself loose. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I had, uh, I was watching wrestling when they were the Brood and Edge and Christian at the start, and then I stopped watching and missed the rest of Edge's career pretty much until he came yeah. back. Uh, same with a year or two ago. Same with me. I missed the whole rated R superstar stuff. And I guess so that I never was his... saw any of his John Cena feud and whatever else yeah. he had going on. Because I guess that's when he was, like, really, really good. And I remember when I started watching wrestling again, when Larry and I, we started watching wrestling, we talked about it on the show, and I found out that Edge was, like, an 11-time world champion. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Edge? Yeah. yeah. Is it 11 time? But I guess he was really great as the rated-R superstar. Him and Lita were doing all that stuff, and uh, yeah. he was quite the heel. So, and I missed it all. So. Well, because it was also good, because uh, I guess, like, he, he was doing, you know, independent stuff up in Canada, just trying to make a go of it when he was like 19 years old. And, uh, he found out Bret Hart was going to be on some like, uh, talk show up there called like Dina yeah. or something. It's like a Sally yeah. just Raphael type thing. And yep. he just asked the question like, Hey, I'm a wrestler. What do you think I should do to get into wrestling? And then Bret Hart found him like after the show and was like, Hey, you know, just keep at it and whatever. And then 
Bret's kind of the one who got him into WWE too. Yeah, they went and trained uh, with Bret Hart and stuff uh, before they, they signed him and brought him in. And uh, did they do they get into the uh, Matt Hardy Lita stuff at all? They no, <laughs> they did not do that at all. Yeah, Jake, I don't know if you're aware of the, your wrestling history too much, but uh, uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy were a famous tag team, and then Edge and Christian were a famous tag team. And Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy had Lita, this really smoking hot lady, has their uh, like uh, valet or whatever, and she would sometimes get involved in the matches. And Matt Hardy and Lita were a couple in real life. They're an actual couple. And then Matt Hardy injured his knee, so he was taken off the road, so he couldn't travel anymore. So uh, Lita would travel with Edge. Because Edge and Matt Hardy were buddies. So, mm-hmm. and, I can guess where this is going. Yeah, you know exactly where that goes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> Edge and Lita got together, and uh, Matt Hardy was obviously upset about this. And uh, it became an angle and everything, and they actually wrestled each other. And uh, and that is that would be tough. They actually buried and worked together professionally in a ring. And... Uh, because I remember there's one spot where, like, Matt Hardy jumped off the top of a steel cage to uh, give him a leg drop, and he did it safely. You know, you could have really killed him there if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, uh, and... uh, yeah. Speaking of cages, though, we got a fight pit match with uh, Riddle yeah. and Seth Rollins. Now, are That'll you familiar good. with the fight pit concept? Uh, only because they've showed, like, clips of it in the lead up here. Okay, because it started in NXT with a fellow named Timothy Thatcher. I love Timothy Thatcher. He's one of my favorite wrestlers because he's he's old school wrestler. Like he's a legit badass wrestler guy, submission moves and all that kind of shit. Like he, he could really actually hurt somebody wrestling. He's not an actor or something. Pretend he's an actual wrestler. And he so he would always challenge people whenever there was a big feud and it would go like a couple uh, to the point where you got to end it. We'll go to the fight pit. So it's a steel cage around the ring, but the ropes the ring ropes are gone. It's just like a, almost like an octagon, but it's a steel cage there. And then at the top, there's like a platform on top where you can get up and fight on the top of the platform. And the only way to win is by knockout or submission. No three counts, no disqualifications, nothing. So you just get in there and you fight until one of you can't fight anymore. And it is awesome. I think uh, Thatcher had a match with uh, Ciampa in the fight cage and he beat him. And then he had one with Matt Riddle and uh, he beat him in that as well. So now it's Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the fight pit. I love the fight pit. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Wait, uh, it's yeah, that, good that's going to be a good one. Yeah, because they're both great in the ring, Seth and uh, Matt Riddle. There's also real-life heat b- between them a little bit uh, because a couple years back, Matt Riddle's wife made a comment about Becky online. It wasn't uh, mm. a nice thing to say, and so that pissed off Seth. And uh, – Riddle apologized for it, you know, and now he's no longer with that lady. Uh, he, yeah. he, left, he left that lady and she took the kids and everything. And so th- there was, they seem to be uh, buried the hatchet on that, but Seth still doesn't really like Riddle in real life, I don't think. Uh, so okay. now they're doing this angle where it's very personal. They're doing all these cutting promos yeah. on each other that are very <laughs> yeah. personal. And, uh, so it's been a hell of a, it's really, Seth Rollins is great. And you look at that last, a feud he had with Cody. He made Cody look like a million goddamn dollars. And then he goes right yeah. in from that into uh, Matt Riddle. And this this feud's been going on for months now. And it's yeah. still very good. And he's making Riddle look great. So uh, hats off to Seth Rollins. Doing an excellent yeah. work here. And then you got Daniel Cormier. He's the special guest referee. Yeah. 
and Daniel Cormier is a he knows Matt Riddle from this time in UFC, but he also is a huge Seth Rollins fan. There's a very famous video of Daniel Cormier. He was at the WrestleMania where Seth uh, stole the cash. Yeah. And there's a famous video of Cormier up in the stand celebrating because he loves Seth Rollins. So <laughs> I don't know how this is going to play out. If they're going to play into that, maybe like, do you think Cormier will backstab Riddle at some point? I don't, in this match? I don't know, but this is going to be another uh, hard hitting match. I would imagine. Yes. This is going to yeah. be a real banger of a pay-per-view. <laughs> banger after banger after banger, like Seamus likes to say. I mean, the Brutes and Imperium, Edge and Finn, there's going to be no holding back in that one, I imagine. Riddle yeah, I and wonder, Rollins. How, how and, do you think uh, they're going to do that, the no-quit match? with uh, We kind of blew past that with Edge and Finn. Because you would, obviously, usually the babyface comes out on top there, unless... Uh, yeah, but the Judgment Day, I mean... I'm assuming you're going to develop the Ray and Dominic stuff at some point in that too. Uh, it it seems like, like the Judgment Edge Day is just going to be beating the shit out of Edge, and then Ray's going to come have to maybe hit Dominic finally. Yeah, probably. Um, something could be done there. Uh, although I, Edge's last promo on Raw, he he was talking about how his uh, he's got he can't think about just himself anymore. He has to think about his family. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's got to worry about his wife and his kid. So I'm thinking they might do something maybe with Beth Phoenix. like Yeah, have, taking out Rhea. Or they'll have Beth take out – or they'll have Rhea take yeah. out Beth. You know what I mean? And they'll like oh, have, yeah. her, have her at ringside or something, and he'll say, all right, I quit. Yep. One of them deals. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty good. Yeah, but that should be good. Um, all right. Uh, also, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. That'll be good. I'm interested yeah. in that. I like Karrion. Karrion Cross looks so much better now that he has hair. Like, yeah, he actually, I don't know why he has hair now, and I think, oh, I believe him as a badass now. When he had the shaved head, yeah. he looked like he was pretending to be a badass. But now when he has the the, the hair and he, he dresses a little different, now yeah, I can believe he's a badass. As long as Scarlet's there, he's money. As long as he has Scarlet next to him, Karrion Cross is money. What do you think of that <laughs> Scarlet there, Tubby? What do you think of her? Uh, I mean, her face just looks very uh, worked on. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I don't I don't know if it is, yeah. though, actually, she's always looked like that. So I don't know. Like, I'm yeah, so. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of lip injection going on. Yeah, I'm I guessing. Guess. Lip injection. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm not a yeah, I'm not a fan of the lip injection, but she's not uh, a huge fan of that. No, neither am I. But she's a good looking lady, though. So as long as she's around carrying Cross's money and uh, they're going to have a big match. I Cross has to win that, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre's a made man. He can do what he's he's still going to be Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But you need to make Cross here. So. Yeah. Oh, the fight pick. Yeah. Though. Hopefully do you, they don't do, do any. Uh, who do you think wins uh, the fight pick? Riddle. See, I don't know. I think Seth I wins. Riddle. I think Seth wins. Because uh, I mean, he has been losing a lot. I feel like. Riddle or yeah. Seth, because yeah. he lost Cody like every time. Yeah, but Seth has been he beating beat him Riddle. The last time. He's been beating Riddle pretty much every time. So, uh, but yeah. you think you think the baby faces would go over here, but that's why I think they might have Cormier get involved and like fuck up yeah. somehow. But I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Um, all right. So, uh, any oh uh, Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan. One right? match left. Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. Uh, uh, Liv Morgan might get murdered on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, I was. There is no going in her favor. I was There's no Liv. world where Liv Morgan yeah. should be beating Ronda Rousey. 
But did you see that pull apart fight they had the other night on SmackDown? I was impressed yeah. with Liv. Like she was, uh, yeah. she did a good job there. She was really throwing, you know, for real. Because I'm sure Rousey just tells her, "Hit me as hard as you want," you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, because she cannot do anything to her. <laughs> so I mean, I love Liv more. There is there is no way she'd be beating Ronda Rousey for a third time. I like Liv Morgan too. I think she's really improved a ton in her time in the WWE. She is a star. You need to uh, push her because people like her, you know. But at the same time, I don't think she should be your champion because she uh, she's she's a good underdog babyface. I don't think she should be your champion. That's yes, that's correct. And I, I also think Triple H feels that way as well. So I'm guessing he's going to put the because Vince yeah. was the guy I mean, who put the belt on. Liv, not- I love Liv Morgan. I do not care for Ronda Rousey, but there is no way Ronda Rousey should be losing this match. She's already <laughs> lost to Liv like twice, right? They had that one weird finish. Yes, she already so- lost twice. Yeah, so she's she lost on the cash-in. The first one was the cash-in, so that's fair enough. Yeah. But then she beat her in like a regular straight-up match. It had that weird day. ending. Remember it had that weird ending? Yeah. Like her tapping and everything? So, oh, yeah. yeah. She- so she has to just murder Liv Morgan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I got so it's a extreme rules, which I guess is just no DQ, no count out. Uh, so Liv can even things up with, you know, weapons, I guess. But yeah, because yeah. they kind of they kind of fucked over Liv with that ending the match because people actually started to boo her then because it seemed like well we saw her tap out, she shouldn't be champion. Yeah, and so th- that was a real mistake. That ending. <laughs> So I yeah. don't know, because um, you need her to be the perfect little baby face. But, yes. Uh, She'll always be my perfect little baby face. <laughs> 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 now, I've asked you this before, I know. I think I know what your answer is, but Alexa or Liv, who do you like? Uh, Alexa still? Yeah, I think I'd have to go Alexa. Uh, so uh, there you go. So that's the whole pay-per-view then? That's everything for now, unless uh, something got booked tonight. I'm I'm very uh, excited for this. Then I I'll probably I'll probably forget about it just because yeah. I'm so uh, not used to watching on Saturdays. I got to make sure. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow night at seven o'clock, eight o'clock. I don't even know what time it starts. On the cock, Jank, you yeah. gonna watch yeah. on the cock? You're, you're, sure. Yeah, you'll get to watch Liv Morgan. Alexa should be there doing something, walking around or yeah, something. Yeah, I'd say there's a good chance they open with the Raw Women's Champion and close with the SmackDown Women's Champion, too. Uh, um, Fight Pit might close. Honda's right? got to be the main event, I think. Uh, I think yeah, I guess because you have the whole structure there. Yeah, and you got Cormier, something, and that's probably going to be Yeah. But uh, either way. I mean, that's ridiculous if you have two women's championship matches and no men's championship matches and they don't main event, but. Yeah, what can you do? <laughs> Yeah. Baby steps. I'm guessing if one of the women were, yeah, they, Rousey. I mean, one of the women is Ronda Rousey, who's their, yeah. one of their biggest draws. In theory. Yeah, in theory. I don't know if that's true or not. But it seems like she's getting yeah, more popular. They want her to be, but. <laughs> but it, se- it seems since Triple H took over, they're, they're portraying her more like she should be yeah. portrayed. Well, the uh, the poster on the Wikipedia page is, you know, normally you have like seven or eight different yes. wrestlers. This it's just, just has Rousey. extreme rules, and it's just Rousey. So I would imagine yeah. that's the main event. But uh, I suppose, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe they'll lead off with the fight pit. I don't know. How do they? Yeah. I guess 
they'll just have it lowered and raised and shit, I guess. Yeah, it's just going to be hanging in the rafters. Well, they've got to take the ropes off and put the ropes back on. And how long yeah, that's that what take? I mean. That's a thing, too, yeah. All right, well, we'll figure it out. Uh, hey, Tuffy, did you hear they're changing up the uh, the commentary teams on Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, Wade Barrett on uh, SmackDown tonight, I saw. Yeah, Wade Barrett and Michael Cole on SmackDown. Wade Barrett is awesome. Uh, he, uh, he, he's been on NXT, so they're bumping him up to fill in for Pat McAfee while Pat's doing game day. And then on Raw... They got uh, they got rid of Jimmy Smith. I like Jimmy Smith. He's a professional guy. He did a good job, but he's not a wrestling guy. And they want to get a so yeah. they're going to give that uh, Kevin Patrick kid a chance. He's that okay. uh, that Irish fella. He used to do the backstage interviews, and now he's going to be doing yeah. the play by play. And uh, Corey Graves will be with him, right? Still, it's him and Corey Graves. Yeah, and Byron. I don't know if Byron's. I think Byron might be doing backstage interviews now on SmackDown or something. Oh, or, huh? he was on Raw this week. I don't know when. Uh, so it's supposed yeah, to start with the season uh, premiere on Monday. Yeah, Raw. I think the SmackDown season premiere is tonight, and then Raw is tomorrow. Yeah, which Monday. I don't. I mean, I guess it's like a TV network thing, yeah. but it's like yeah. you have episodes literally every week. There is no season. <laughs> there is no premiere. Well, usually this is an uninterrupted if, program. Well, usually in WWE terms, it means they they do something different with the commentary teams, or they uh, change yeah. the opening theme to the show, or they change the set. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't notice that tonight. I said a different theme, but so they did have Triple H out there to kick off the show. I know. Oh, that's nice. Maybe they'll change the color of the ropes. Sometimes they'll tape them up different different colors. But uh, okay, yeah, I don't know if Saxon. I thought I read something like he's going to be doing backstage interviews now. Because also on Raw, yeah, I think Taylor, uh, Kayla Braxton and another lady are doing SmackDown backstage interviews. And then on Raw, it might be uh, – they brought back Kathy Kelly. Are you familiar with Kathy Kelly, Tuffy? No. She Although, is one Kayla Braxton, I don't know if Jank knows who she is, but that's somebody you should look up. Yeah, she's great. And you also should look up uh, Kathy Kelly, though. Because Kathy Kelly was in NXT for like four years. She was their backstage interviewer, and she was awesome. Everyone loved Kathy Kelly. She's a sweet, sweet angel. And uh, she decided she wanted to go try her uh, hand at other entertainment avenues. And uh, Triple H told her at the time that, you know, the door's open. We love you here anytime you want to come back. But, it, it, you know, he's like a proud papa saying, all right, it's time for you to go out in the world and do different things. Mm-hmm. But you can always come back. And then right when she left NXT, uh, COVID hit and all the entertainment industry <laughs> shut down. So, yeah, she... <laughs> so uh, I, I hadn't seen her do anything else in the past two years except you know, post uh, pictures on Instagram that look really nice uh, but uh, yeah. now now she's back on it looks TV. like you were correct it's Kathy Kelly and Byron Saxon backstage on Raw yeah so that's a little weird why are they just doing the two but maybe Triple H and Kayla Braxton and Megan Morant on Smack on Smackdown yeah and then at NXT uh, it's going to be Booker T oh yeah, Booker T, five time, five time. Yeah, he's going to be down there with uh, Vic Joseph. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be pretty good to have Booker. Because Booker T, he's not exactly the best on commentary, but he's funny. Because he'll just say whatever yeah. the fuck comes into his mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's entertaining. So that'll be good. Uh, uh, yeah, good things happen in WWE land. Uh, yeah. And hey, uh, I got this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I saw I gonna, in uh, AEW World, I guess yeah. Andrade is fighting with that Sammy <laughs> Guevara. Guevara. Yeah. yeah, that's the update. I was just about to say that. Your AEW uh, 
AEW yeah. root, root Beer and Wrestling. Another <laughs> fight backstage between the talents. Uh-oh. <laughs> Every uh. week someone's getting in a fight backstage. Uh, Sammy Guevara is this little fucking punk. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't he's know like, the Sammy Guevara, but Andrade would murder him in a real fight, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, he's like 5'8", 140 pounds. But he's this little uh, fucking punk. Again, a child cosplaying as a wrestler, not a legit wrestler. And uh, there's a famous clip from uh, WWE, the Performance Center. They're doing this show uh, on the network, uh, Breaking Ground, I think it was called. But it was following uh, just young people in NXT. And he tried out to be in WWE. So they showed the clip at the tryout of him in the ring and stuff. And Lacey Evans was one of the trainers. And, you know, Lacey Evans, uh, a beautiful, beautiful woman. She's also a Marine, a former Marine. You know? Yeah. She's yeah, a bad. she'll fuck you up, too. And she's very tall, and she's a big, meaty woman, too. And uh, But Sammy Guevara, he was doing something wrong in the ring, and she told him, and then he referred to her as baby. And Lacey <laughs> Evans went off on him, and it is Because <laughs> Lacey Evans would murder that little fuck. And, uh, but yeah. anyways, and this is also the kid that said, uh, then he went on a podcast after that. And he was talking about his his time at the performance center. And he says, "Oh, Sasha Banks, I so wanted to rape that woman." That was his exact quote. Huh? I so wanted to rape that woman, and uh, so that got him in trouble, and uh, that didn't uh, go over so well. And then uh, also on AEW, he's he's a little fucking punk on there. But uh, the first year or so, he was a babyface, and he he uh, brought his girlfriend into the ring, and he uh, asked uh, you know asked her to marry him in the ring on TV. And uh, she accepted, and it, oh, Sammy's getting married to his girlfriend there. How beautiful! Then, like a couple months later, he starts cheating on that lady with uh, uh, what's her name, Tay Conti, uh, that really hot Brazilian girl who used to be in NXT. And uh, so he cheated on her with Tay Conti, and now Tay Conti and him got married, just like uh, two months ago or something. So, but everyone <laughs> hates. He also basically tried to murder Matt Hardy in a couple of times in matches where he dropped them on his head on cement and threw a chair yeah. in his face. So he's terrible. He also almost murdered Ruby Soho a couple of weeks ago. He fucked up a move with her. He dropped her right on her head. Um, he, Better not everyone, touch that Ruby. Everyone fucking hit. She, had, she broke her nose, too, in that match. She had to have surgery. Uh, she posted a picture. So uh, everyone hates Sammy Guevara. Now, Andre, uh, what is Andrade. he called over there? Andrade, but uh, what's he called over there? Alidolo. Alidolo, whatever. Uh, he's married to Charlotte Flair now, of course. And yep. he uh, was giving an interview, and people were asking him about backstage at AEW. And he says, I haven't had problems with anybody except for well, Sammy Guevara, because one time he came back crying like a girl that I hit him too hard. And he's like, you know, I've worked with everybody in <laughs> wrestling, and no one's ever complained except for Sammy Guevara. He's the only guy I've ever had a complaint with. Yeah. So Sammy Guevara hears that, and he gets right to Twitter, because that's what men do. He gets right on Twitter. And he starts shitting about uh, Andrade, and he says, "You're just a you're a jobber, and you're only hired here because of your father-in-law. Why don't you shut the fuck up or something like that?" So then That's Andrade, because Andrade's been like <laughs> pretty much everywhere. Yeah, Andrade is considered one of the best Mexican wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, he started out in Mexico, but he was great. He's part of a very famous stable down there and everything. He's he's an excellent wrestler, Andrade. He's very yes. Good. His only problem was he can't cut a promo because he's not so good in the English. Can't speak English so good. <laughs> that's why they had Zelina with him. Hey, by the way, Zelina Vega might be coming back either tonight on SmackDown. Uh, there was a stable down in NXT called, uh, what were they called? I don't even fucking know. It was like uh, a Mexican stable for uh, three wrestlers and a lady. Uh, Elgato de Fantasma, I think is whatever they were. But anyway, 
there's a lady in there called Electra Lopez. Who Fantastic pops. cat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. If you break it down. <laughs> uh, but there's Electra Lopez. She was the lady in that uh, group and she was a wrestler and she, uh, she's pretty uh, good. It's not, she's a young re- in the wrestling business, not a polished wrestler, but she's foxy. And, um, they brought them all up to SmackDown, but the word is that they're going to bump Electra Lopez out of the group and Zelina Vega is going to be their front woman now. So yeah. keep an eye on that. But anyway, uh, yeah. so, but Zelina used to work with Andrade and WWE because he couldn't cut. She would do the promos and it was a perfect match. But now he's off on his own. He doesn't have that and he, he can't, he's not so good. But anyway, so they kept going back and forth on Twitter and, uh, Sammy called uh, Andrade a liar that that never happened, that, uh, you know, that backstage interaction never happened. And Andrade said, oh, I'm a liar. Okay, I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> so that's that's a red flag. I'm sure and Tony Khan's on top of all this. So Yeah, he's a very professional guy. Uh, so Sammy, instead of just apologizing, say, oh, shit, yeah, he's going to beat the fuck out of me on Wednesday, he, he upped it up and said some more shit. And then uh, someone else, uh, one of uh, uh, Andrade's friends said, no, I was there. What Andrade said happened, happened. You know, that's exactly what happened. And uh, so then they go to TV on Wednesday. Andrade's supposed to have a match on this show uh, with some goofball. It's supposed to be a, who wears a mask. It's supposed to be a mask first career match, even though Andrade's never even wrestled this guy before. Yet that's exactly that's going to be the first match. That's for, okay. Uh, and then uh, Sammy's supposed to be in a match with Chris Jericho and somebody uh, in a tag match against somebody. I don't. But so they show up the TV and Andrade apparently just punches Sammy Guevara. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Tony Khan just sends Andrade home but he doesn't punish Sammy Guevara because he loves Sammy Guevara. Tony Khan was uh, was at Sammy Guevara's wedding. He's one of the his little buddies. He loves him. So and Andrade wants to go back to WWE cuz Triple H is in charge now. He wants to go back to WWE. Yeah. So now Tony Khan said before uh he said he talked to both of them before this happened. And he told he told Andrade flat out he says, "Hey, if you do anything, I'm not going to fire you." Because he knows he wants out of his contract. So Andrade hears that. He's like, oh, I get to just punch him in the face for free then. Okay. <laughs> and he just punches him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Andrade, I don't know what they're going to do with him. They don't want to release him because he's going to go right back to WWE to be with Charlotte yeah. and Triple H. Yeah. So, uh, well, especially but, with all this heat, he would be huge coming back. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but, it's, but it's hilarious because all for years in WWE, whenever there's a disgruntled wrestler, uh, WWE would never let them out of their contract. You know, like you have a contract, you got to serve it out. You know, whatever. And, and people yeah, they just all these, to sit at home and yeah, all these internet uh, all these little neck beard tough guys on the internet would always bitch about WWE. It's like a prison. They won't let them out. What the hell? Free Ali. Remember Mustafa Ali wanted to go, and they said no. Yeah. You gotta, and like they started a big hashtag Free Ali on Twitter. Like get him out of WWE. It's a fucking prison. He's that's not your slave. And then uh, all these guys go to AEW. They want to leave AEW, and these same fans are like, "You got to honor your contract. Come on, you got to play AEW." And Tony, uh, internet wrestling fans are the worst, the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, it's, and one of them uh, is in charge of AEW now. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> it is endlessly entertaining, though. Um, and, yeah, and, and apparently their investigation—they've they, uh, the Young Bucks and Omega and Punk are still all suspended. They, that's not progressed at all. <laughs> And we talked about that like a month ago. No progress. On yeah. that. Their, their investigation is still ongoing. And uh, word is the reason why it's going so long, this investigation, is because one of the parties involved is not cooperating and is threatening to sue 
uh, Tony Khan, the, so I'm guessing everyone, everyone knows it's CM Punk. They go, it's CM Punk. That's, uh, no. so, uh, yeah. AEW, it's a fucking train wreck. Mm-hmm. It's glorious to watch. <laughs> it is awesome. So, uh, there you go. Yeah. Great W Meanwhile, uh, Triple H is leading WWE to a golden age here. <laughs> I know. This, the stock price is way up and everything. Everything's looking good for WWE. It's looking good. And the shows are actually entertaining. Uh, since yeah. I've enjoyed every show I've watched since he's taken over. So there you go. All right. So that's it. Uh, what else do we need to discuss here tonight? Anything else? Done? I don't think so. Yeah, I got a lot of editing ahead of me. We had, a, we yeah. had some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Man, who would have thought leaving Blog Talk? It'll be a late night podcast. Trouble, so. Blog, blog Talk did send me another email the other day. Hey, 50% off if you come back. Uh, fuck you, Blog Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, next week on the Big Fake Radio Show, we'll do something. Uh, Jank, uh, did you pick a movie, Jank? I can't remember. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go Tales of Halloween. Oh, oh, yeah, you just said you're thinking about an anthology. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is so that probably. official? Can, can we lock it in, or do you still want to think about yeah, it? Yeah, let's lock it in. Tales of Halloween. What What is that on? How do we watch this? Uh, it's on the Tubies. It's on the Tubies. All right, good. Yeah. Tales of Halloween. Shocktober will continue. Uh, also on Flea Market Fantasy right now, uh, this is the part I dread. I can never remember. Oh, Miles Watson, Unknown Soldiers up there now, I think. Mm-hmm. And then last night we recorded one. Um, Mike L. picked a House of Mystery that is terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's just awful. And then next week it'll be a Ready Bob Myers coming back with uh, Chamber of Darkness from 1970. All right. We're actually getting some horror comics. This yeah, talk. some actual legit horror <laughs> comics. Not westerns. <laughs> yeah. Last year Mike L. picked a western. Oh, hey, I was talking about Mike L., though. You know that guy? And uh, we were talking about the uh, the comic books and whatnot. And the TV shows and the whatnot. And he said Deadpool 3. There's a new trailer for Deadpool 3. And I was like, a, a new commercial. Oh, I didn't know there was a trailer. Well, not an official I, trailer, just like a promo okay. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said, have you seen it yet? And I said, no, I haven't seen it. So he made me watch it. Like after the show, he, <laughs> he made me watch it. I had to watch it so he could get my reaction to it. Hey, it's kind of like your thing, Jank. He wanted to get my reaction to watch yeah. the Deadpool trailer. You are already uh, got started. Because I guess the little the trailer, there's a Ryan Reynolds. He's uh, just sitting there on a couch talking to the camera. And he's like, uh, yeah, so Deadpool 3 is coming out. And they're part of the MCU now. They're officially part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I had no, I did not know that. I didn't know Deadpool. Yeah, that's, that's the sad thing is we probably would have had like two, at least two more Deadpool movies by now if they weren't. <laughs> uh, oh, Marvel's okay. fucking keeping them. Because <laughs> they don't have room in their fucking but, overloaded schedule. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of Marvel things that overbloated, I just saw that there's a Werewolf by Night Marvel show. You aware yeah. of this? I think it's a special. Like, it's not even a yeah. show. It's just like a, it's like a uh, one shot, like a 45 yeah. minute deal. But I had no idea. I never heard anything about it. I just happened to stumble upon it looking at Rotten Tomatoes the other day. I like, yeah, oh. I heard about this, I think, yesterday, and I think it dropped last night. That was the first I'd ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, Werewolf by Night. We've done uh, one of those on Flea Market Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Ron Reynolds yeah, is sitting there, and he's uh, talking to the camera, and he's like, ah, oh, this Deadpool 3 is going to be really good because it's the first one in the MCU. And he's like, ah, oh, I've been coming out. It's going to be awesome, but I have nothing. i got no ideas. Nothing. Nothing. And then uh, Hugh Jackman walks by in the background. For some reason, Hugh Jackman's at his house, which I thought was weird. But uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman's walking yeah, by. I believe it. They're, they're and, buddies. Uh, and he says, hey, Hugh, 
do you want to play Wolverine again in a movie? And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. And he just walks up the stairs. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the uh, music kicks in and everything. So, yeah, Wolverine's back. Deadpool 3. Hugh Jackman. It's Wolverine. Yeah. Now, what do you think this means, though? Is this going to be, like, one of them a different dimension, alternate universe deals that Hugh Jackman is yeah, Wolverine? I think it has to be. Because I'm sure he's not going to want to play Wolverine forever. They're going to need a new Wolverine in the MCU, so. And how about this? How about you get a, an actual Wolverine who's five foot three? Can we do that? Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Listen, I love Hugh Jackman. He's a great guy. Big wrestling fan, Hugh Jackman. Um, uh, he does have some shady connections. He's a nice guy. Well, he does have some shady connections in terms of oh. flying on certain planes that he shouldn't have been on with people. Uh-oh. But, um, what were. No, I don't think he was on the actual Lolita Express. <laughs> okay. But he was on some other ones. A Lolita <laughs> Express adjacent. That, uh, was he was on the Alaskan Lolita. <laughs> and, and, you know, he likes the young fellas, apparently. But anyway, he seems like a nice guy, this Hugh Jackman, and a big <laughs> wrestling fan. And he looks like Wolverine. He looks like a good Wolverine, except he's way too big. He's just way too big. He, yeah. Wolverine yeah, is five Wolverine's foot. a tiny little weak. No, he's not weak. God. No, he's not a weak whistle of a guy. Yeah, he's but got he's, a metal skeleton. That's fucking. He's, his punches he's, are going to pack a punch. He's five foot. Doesn't three. have the leadership qualities of a real leader like Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot you were a Cyclops. I was wondering where this uh, anti wolf yeah. sentiment was coming from. Oh, that's right. You're pro Cyclops. He's the monkeys of the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> but Wolverine, we need a small Wolverine. Because that, that was a huge part of his character, was that he was a small man. Yep. And he was just a bad All the scrappy. Yeah. So, uh, but you know they won't do that, right? They're not going to. They'll, they'll no. hire some other big <laughs> strapping guy. Again. I thought that they were. I thought somebody mentioned Henry Cavill at one point. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like he's even taller. And who would be a good Wolverine? So uh, there's not a lot of uh, five. Well, we're probably not going to find anybody five three, but. Oh, well, I um, guess every other Marvel actor's fought with the, terrible. the Jason, well, the Hawkeye was like five, six or something. I guess they're all tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Isaac was fucking small, pocket sized Moon Knight. Yeah. Tom Hardy wouldn't be bad, but he's big. He's a big dude. Yeah. No, he's, he's short though. He's not, he's not he's tall, short. I'm pretty sure. All right. Here's my favorite. This is the favorite thing to play. Uh, Celebrity Heights. It's, uh, let me Google up Tom Hardy's height here. See how tall he is. No, they talked about Taron Egerton. How tall he is? Oh, that's not that short. Oh, that's short. Though. That's not that tall. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 short. it's doable. You can you can pass him off. But Taron uh, Egerton is also five foot nine, but that's a giant for actors. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> You're saying his name like I should know who that is. Who is that? Who is that? I don't know who it is either. Movies. Um, wait, wait. What? I mean, Iron Man. Robert Downey Ag- Jr. is only five foot eight as Iron Man, so yeah, but he he wore an outfit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. He was always in like a floating cyberspace thing. All these actors are wee tiny, but up on the screen they look bigger than life. With that wee tiny. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get Peter Dinklage to play Wolverine. <laughs> hey, he, yeah, Don he can play Beatles only five foot eight. He could play Puck. Peter Dinklage is Puck. Yeah, he's he would be great Puck. He would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. Like, Danny DeVito, he could be uh, Wolverine. <laughs> 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 if these were still the taxi days, sure. But 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it is tough. Oh, though. Uh, Hall type, like Tip Ruffalo, also five foot eight. Yeah, they're all very tiny, very tiny. What were you saying, Jake? Uh, Andy DeVito should play Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I. Oh, okay. I I kind of remember him. Oh, smoking cigars and those little yeah, yeah, like, yeah. legs. Yeah. Wait, who was he involved with? Like uh, Warlock and Thanos and them at one point. Yeah, he was part of that Infinity Gauntlet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess that's it. So thank you, Tuffy, coming on as always. Thank you, Jank. Good work with the top eleven. We've all learned a lot about you. <laughs> I've made <And> myself. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to watch young women react to things. That's <laughs> what he likes to do. Oh, here we go. I got the perfect one. Five foot three, Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, might need to, he might need to get in the gym a little bit. But yeah, Schneider's Wolverine. Yeah. Work out. So, uh, next, hey, maybe we'll get Mike L on next week because he's supposed to have been coming on here for the last month or so. I know I always forget to ask him. Maybe next week will be the week. <laughs> if only you talk to him once a week. Yeah. Be, asking these. We're very busy. When we get <laughs> Uh, so, all right. Uh, there it is. Uh, thanks, everybody. And until next time, pass the Machichi, Governor Gabby. Thank you very much.